0: Welcome back to another episode of Laugh Your Way to the Top. I'm Austin Fain. Uh, today, joining us, the legendary Mr. Tyler Pedersen. Okay? Eric, if you want to use your proper name, but Tyler... Is go by, by Tyler, but yeah. Go by Tyler. I had to learn that the hard way of several years of trying to figure out what your, uh, what your real name was and what you want to get called by, but his expertise uh, spans many different subjects, He's been a cool friend. He's one of the first stamp metal roofing products that we did back in the day. He's been a friend of Perfect Steel for a long time. We just recently started working together, um, which has been super fantastic for Perfect Steel. And he's trying to get his new consulting group off the ground. Um, So it has a bunch of different value for him coming on the podcast today, talking about what he does and letting us know um, how he does things, how he views the world, because he's very analytical where I am up in the clouds and I'm the idea guy and a lot of those things make sense to me in my head but I have no way to translate those on paper and that's what that's what Tyler does so well so Tyler welcome to the podcast and uh, I hope that was a good enough intro for you but that's the best I can do other than that everything else is not rehearsed we don't go over any talking points we're just going to have a conversation he did bring me one of the nicest cigars I have ever seen this is a Cohiba, yeah. It's Cohiba, Habana, Adicion Limitado, Limitada, 2017. You do your own research at home. He says four hundred dollars a stick. Um, I guess that's not what you paid for, you know, six seven years ago. No, but. they
1: were they were one hundred fifty dollars a stick. Um, I thought they were expensive. They were over a thousand bucks a box for a box of ten, and now you're getting. You know, do the math three hundred, thirty five hundred to four grand for the box of ten. So Spoil me,
0: and just for this lazy old podcast, which we're still looking for sponsors. If you guys want to sponsor, um, laugh your way to the top. Uh, feel free to reach out on any of the platforms. We've got more than a dozen episodes already. We're growing in popularity, uh, and we're looking for stuff in the roofing industry, stuff in the uh, maybe the apparel of the work gear industry, things like that. Um, reach out residential at perfectsteelsolutions dot So. Eric Tyler Tyler fucking sorry a lot
1: of people when I meet them and I say hey I'm Tyler Pedersen you know what they tell me what cool nice to meet you and then years go by and they find out my name's Eric and they thought I've been like lying to him for all these years I never thought
0: that but I could never decipher which because we didn't talk enough yeah to get it down right we talked once every three months and that wasn't enough to me to be like his name is definitely Tyler
1: because yeah, we, we we would talk at Rudy, and then so, uh, I also
0: had your financials, so I had your yeah. your 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 app and everything That's like true. that. Yeah, and so I thought, well, I mean, legally, his name I know it's Eric, <laughs> so I can't mess it up, and he can only correct me if I'm use Eric. So yeah. why don't you go by Tyler instead of Eric? I never asked uh, you that.
1: We're we're starting off strong tonight. Yeah, uh, bro, let's get into it. Yeah, so I was named after my dad, uh, and his name was Eric, so I. I always when grew up being known as Tyler. And you know, I for the was, sake
0: of confusion.
1: Yeah, for the sake of confusion. So he passed away in January, but now, you know, I'm like everyone's like, "Hey, do you go by Eric or Tyler?" I'm like, "Tyler, but I'm okay being called Eric now cuz I guess there's only me left, right?" And so It's just to you. Just kind of like a it's almost like a legacy as yeah. well. So and it's it's kind of cool to be you named after the, your dad. You can
0: do the last 40, Eric, if you want. You did the first, you know, 30 or so. You know, Tyler, you can do the next one, Eric. You know, it's 2023. That's true. You, you can do it as a woman. Well, if I have you want. I, I have two girls, so yeah, I can't name any girls. No, you got they're kind of right. solidified in that, right? But so.
1: uh, Tyler,
0: what yeah. do you do for Perfect Steel?
1: So I am pretty much a fractional CFO. You you like to call I me like mercenary mercenary CFO. CFO? I like that a lot better. Yeah. So what I do do is Austin and I had a conversation probably two years ago and we were talking about his business and he's like, hey, here's what I got going on. I went home and pretty much did a two-page summary of what I thought of his business. What he could improve, what his strengths were and stuff like that. He comes to me, we have a conversation in March of this year. He's like, I, I don't know my costs in a lot of things. Like I, I know it, but I don't know if I'm right. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of going off a couple years and stuff like that. So what I do is I go in the books, look at what cost analysis are, what, um, uh, if, if, if jobs are profitable, uh, pretty much anything that deals with the financials and an analysis, I will completely do. So you're a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy, man. And it's been, uh, I thought it was going to be pretty easy to, to get through your financials, but you got a pretty complex situation here. And, uh, it's been a really good project for me and getting to know more about your company and how I can help you out.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people probably that have a different background than me, obviously I'm not a smart guy. Like, I'm not conventionally college graduate. Um, I'm not uh, classically trained in business. I ne- No one ever walked me through all this stuff. I just kind of found my way, you know, through trial and error and made a lot of good decisions along the way. I'm not taking anything away from myself, but, uh, like, all the minutiae, that the hard cost you know i just use those yep. and there's 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 that soft stuff in there too that just like you know i mean there's no one that calculates how many how much gloves does each employee wear um how many pens do we buy a year how much does the internet cost for, how does that much go to your overhead you know some of the smaller stuff that really adds up to the hundred thousand dollars a year in you know disposable stuff, like how that goes in there. Uh, how long are they taking to drive to these places? Yep. And you know, what's the cost of training a new employee? And all those things that it's more opportunity cost involved that you can't put a thing on, you put a pen in all that. And uh, I'm really excited. You haven't brought uh, all of it today, we just started a couple months ago. Um, but I'm really excited to see where that goes because. I, my mind doesn't think like that at all yeah. like i can't look i can look at the big numbers and the slightly less big numbers and then all the small stuff i'm just like you know i don't know if it's making sense you know i know that we're making money yeah and, and we are yeah you are. um but we don't know all the minutiae i think it's really important for a lot of people that own businesses out there to you know my dad always says you know there's there's good accounting and that will cost you money and there's really bad accounting that will cost you even more money. And so I'm trying to play that up and go, okay, well, I've, I've done decent accounting for years. Now let's try to step it up a little bit and fill if there's any gaps. We don't know if there is yet. We're not done. There's probably are. But like, if there is gaps, let's Let's figure out what they are. Am I making money on the windows? Am I losing money on the windows? Am I making money on gutters, losing money? We're obviously making money on the roofs. We do a ton of roofs, and uh, and that's a very easy cost. Metal comes in. We make metal. We send it out. We do a job. Yep. Pretty easy to do that one. Everything else gets a little bit more stuff. We get different trim levels from different places. We yep. get different models from different places, that kind of stuff. So
1: um, Yeah, I'm just starting on the roofs right now, and – Where I think business owners kind of get into trouble is like when things are good, things are good, man. You just keep paying the bills, keep paying the bills, keep paying the bills. And then once things start slowing down or you get caught up and then, you know, maybe you don't find more work, right? Maybe you lose a couple of salespeople, maybe you lose 10 canvassers, right? And then things get a little bit slower. Hey, what now, as things start getting slower, how does that affect my expenses? And we want to make sure we're ahead of that and not We want to be proactive and not reactive to that and stuff like that and so um kind of and and what we're doing right now is making sure your square cost is is right in line from year after year after year right and and making sure we know the break even into each roof yeah we've Uh, only really had one price increase over the last
0: six years right which is nuts yeah everyone else they're raising it every three six months because they're following the cut up and down i'm going i probably need to raise a little bit right after covid stuff was scarce people were finding it hard to work and and then that helped that hurt distribution lines Mm and 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 that really increased the cost. gas went up a ton you remember the gas stuff and so i was like well to cover that i don't know what i have to cover but i think we should do a uh mediocre increase yep um and that's what we did and then since then we've never done one so i it would be fun to see if I did it a good time, if I didn't do it a good time, should have been done. Do we have to do it again? Could I make my prices lower? It'd be right. cool to be more competitive um, on the market. Not that we get beat out that much. Um, the way our prices are, which is telling me market-wise, we are saving a lot of money by doing it in-house, yep. uh, metal-wise. Or I can do it for cheaper and be more competitive um, and just sweep everybody right. if there's enough margin in there still. So, um, I'm super excited about that. And,
1: and I think the, the next thing is, is is a lot of businesses don't project out where their cash flow is going to be for the next 12 months, right? Or even their projections for the next 12 months. Right. And there's difference between projections and cash flow, which is pretty important, in my opinion, for business owners. And that's, that's one thing I want to bring to the table for you is really honing in each month is what's our starting cash? What's our projected inflows? what is our projected outflows, and really understanding like, hey, do we need to borrow from the line of credit? If so, what's the cost of capital on that? And really getting as efficient as possible on the financials and the workflow. Yeah.
0: You asked me the other day, like, well, how much is on your line of credit? I was like, honestly, bro, we have not used it since the 10th day in business. Like, since we started the factory, bought coils with it, and that's it. So, I don't know. Did Did you pay pay that off? off? I don't, don't know, don't know. Like, Paid off. You know, like, it's just that one of those things, like, I guess, we're doing pretty good you i know? should pay it
1: off for you tomorrow
0: good there's one more should. day left in the week you could still do it
1: you need paid it off yeah. it's gonna save you money i'm cool with it i'm cool with saving money
0: we got it now um tyler's a family man um i like to look up to tyler um when i think about like people that have it together and and all that stuff uh you know he's been a pretty consistent dude when i met him years ago and doing it like he would i mean we did a roof for him that was like 30 or so K, and he as a young man came out of pocket for most of that stuff and i was like well how does that dude have it together and he's the same age as me like how does that happen like you know i'm i just went two million dollars in debt at that time you know so like
1: good debt you know well
0: i mean yeah but like you know like how does that dude have, you know, that and then throughout the years like you get into a lot of stuff. Um, you were in the banking world mm-hmm. um helping out farmers. Uh you were you got into crypto at a very key point yep. when crypto was a bull market for lack of a better term. Yeah, it wasn't
1: even bull market then, so
0: Yeah. And well it wasn't then, but then it became yeah. one, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know, then now After that subsided and all that kind of stuff, now you're going into more of a consulting group. Because I think you have a lot to offer a lot of different people um, in a lot of different aspects. Like, you know, you have a couple contracts with people that um, do tool and die Mm -hmm. and doing some forensic accounting for them, um, putting them on a good track. Um, I think that people would... Benefit from your services, which is what's your one room
1: consulting? As the like, one room group. One yeah. room group. Yeah. How'd you uh, go up with that? That's biblical. So, okay. Uh, so it's, it's, it's talking about family, man. So we go back to the birth of our second daughter, right? And that was June of 2021. And my wife and I were a pretty good team together, I would yeah. say. And we try to... Sadie is sick with it. Uh, she is awesome. So we try to plan like a lot of things out, Right. And with anything in life, if you don't have a plan, usually you just kind of go by the wayside and a lot of bumps in the road can come up. But when you have a plan, you know to kind of help prepare for those and things like that. And so I think everything you do in life, you should plan for. If you're trading, if you're in business, if you're going to have a baby, right, probably should have a plan. So we had a plan. Uh, it went great for our first child. Second child comes along, got some complications. We got a nurse in there that just doesn't want to follow our plan or anything like that. It was COVID. So rules of change and yeah. things like that. Welcome so my life. Yeah, so, uh, you know, <clears throat> we had some complications. Uh, that nurse left, and another nurse got brought on. And she followed our plan to a T and really helped us out. And without that nurse, we probably would have been laboring for a longer time than what we did. I mean, the shift change came in, I think, at 5.30 or 6, and we had the baby by 9.27. So it was, it was super quick. So I got to thinking, like, hey, we had our midwife, we had our nurse, we had my, myself as a coach for my wife giving birth. What would it look like for business owners if they had all of their, one team in one, their, their team in one room, right? And the one room can be under a building, it can be on a Zoom call. Just what would it look like for everyone to collaborate? That's your lawyer, that's your accountant, that's like your CFO, your CEO, COO, CTO, whatever you have. What does that look like if you get everyone in one room and get on the same page? You know, I think that you can achieve business a lot uh, further and more, uh, you can just go a lot farther when you have that one team in, in one group. So the one room group came like that. So I reference it back to the biblical time where Jesus uh, and the disciples, when he was getting ready to, to, to die, right? He had the last supper, but it was in the upper room. And the upper room had a lot of things and uh, a lot of great things that happened. So um, there's stories of the upper room, um, Jesus was preparing his disciples for his death to, to go out and spread the word about him and just preparing them almost for like battle, you know? So mm-hmm. um, what, did, what would it look like if you prepared business owners like for battle like in it. one room? So that's how the one room group that. came to be. So. I feel that. Yeah.
0: Me and uh, a couple dudes, we just drank one night to come up with perfect steel solutions. <laughs> Even though steel's not part of the equation at all, it sounds metal-esque and things and we just want to come up with solutions for people we want to be perfect so we're like this is it it was like an aha moment no yeah. biblical no nothing no nonsense but we were all dumb so it was uh it was the best we come up with. it's gone pretty good so i far.
1: think it's, it's gone great it's man it's been going pretty good and you, and you go back to like how do you have it all together i think it's all real world experience and listening i think um so i like I graduated from college, double major in finance and business management, but a lot of stuff that I used and learned in college, I don't use, right? I was so fortunate. As with everybody. Well, I wasn't fortunate. I graduated in 2009 from college, terrible time to graduate, right? And found a banking job at Tower Bank, was there a credit underwriter for three years, and luckily had really good uh, leadership and mentorship. That's yeah, not a bad job. No, it was great. I got to underwrite and look at a lot of commercial deals in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I mean, I understood which families ran the town, essentially. True. (laughs) It was kind of interesting. And so, um, but I got to underwrite a lot of credit and learn from a lot of people and understand, hey, I do want to become a lender someday. So then that's why I made the jump over to Wells Fargo. They needed a credit underwriter uh, pretty quickly. So I moved over there, uh, started learning, you know, the corporate culture, moved up into a banking role, after being there for six uh, six months, I was a Quick. Com- commercial banker in Fort Wayne. Dealt with a lot of businesses in Fort Wayne. Grew a portfolio pretty quickly. Then ad- had the opportunity to learn agriculture. And I was like, there's not a lot of people that can do cor- commercial lending and agriculture lending. It's very specific. And so...
0: There's a lot of different oh, ins and outs to yeah. agriculture. They get a lot more help. Yeah. And they're at a lot more disadvantage at different times. So that's why they get the help. And so you have to know... The books,
1: the counting's a lot different because you have a cash statement from a tax return, and if you just go off a tax return, you're you're behind on a, on agriculture. But if you can do a year end statement and convert cash to accrual, then you'll know the picture. And as a banker, that was one tool that I was able to do really quickly to then talk to my clients and say, hey, "Here's what's going on with your operation, and is this going good or going bad," and we could have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I, what I learned and how. I became good at what I did is just have good mentors, really work at it, practice, and just learn the craft pretty quickly, so.
0: Yeah, we uh, decided the other day, me and Zach stayed up late one night, um, because he's gonna be in charge of the solar um, stuff that we get up going, and we decided that we're probably gonna focus a lot on farming for the solar. They get a lot more tax credits, yeah, and a lot more federal assistance when it comes to solar. And so we think that we might market to those things. Um, you know and, what
1: they do, right? They, you take fields, right, that are by boxes, and you try to package those up, right? And do them on like 20, 30 year leases. And then the goal is to package those up to like a Nipsco or. Right. We're talking like that. not even
0: that. We're talking about actually doing agriculture business on solar. Oh, yeah. Um, which. Like, we're not talking the conventional, you grow corn. Right. Um, we're talking, like, the chickens, the, the cow, oh, yeah. anything that would be, like, a heated, cooled building, yeah. milking facilities, things like that consume a lot of electricity, yeah, a shit ton of electricity. Yeah. And putting them on solar because their payoff is so much quicker than the residential market. We're yeah. waiting 25, 30 years to pay it off in residential. You're looking at, like, less than 10 years almost on every echo. Aqu- if it's not going to be free— it could be like less than 10 years and it's paid itself off and farming is generational. Like it doesn't go away. hundred percent. So like, I think that we could speak to those people a lot better. Yeah. You know, we're trying to go after the residential market with solar, but I don't know how much you know about solar stuff,
1: but I, I, I researched actually quite a bit when the, uh, when Elon Musk came out with that solar roof, I was like super interested, not on top of my steel roof. I was just interested in the whole thing, but uh, yeah, I I researched quite a bit about that, but that's really what I got. And it's yeah, probably changed
0: since then. There's no well net metering ended in Indiana. What net metering did was a one to one ratio basically. So if you produced an extra credit, yeah. then then they gave you a credit on your thing. So like in the summertime, obviously you're banking up credits. You're making way more power than what your house needs. Right. You're gone during the eight to five, um, which is when your solar panels collecting the most power. Yeah. And then you come home and you use a little bit of it. Right. Right. But you always have a little bit extra. Well, net metering ended. So the way to build credits in the, in the wintertime, you know, like when the sun's not out and you're not gonna collect any energy pretty much at all, you know, that would still give you a net zero bill because you would have so many credits built up in the summertime. Right. People in New Jersey and people like that, they they make money with solar. They literally put solar on their house and make, you know, hundreds of dollars a year, you sure. know, but they make money instead of paying for electricity. When net metering ended in Indiana, so did solar. Interesting. Uh, There was 20 different companies in Fort Wayne doing solar. There's one now, one or two. Really? Yeah, it killed everybody. And so what I did was I mopped up um, and I found out who electrician-wise could still install solar. Yeah. Because the marketing people aren't always the people that are installing your roof. Almost never. Right. Same with roofing. The guy who sells you the roof is almost never the guy that's going to install the roof, right. or at least the same entity. It's always right. subcontracted to groups A and B. So the same thing happened with solar. And there was still one company, Mr. Electric, that I'm in talks with now. And, uh, and he's the only one that can still install solar on a, on a scale of any sort. Yeah. Uh, but he was doing 20, 30 jobs a month. Now he's doing two, you know? And so, like, we're going to come in here and fill that need, but I can't go to customers and be like, $60,000, $80,000 for a system and you're yeah. going to be paid off in 25 years.
1: Can't do that now.
0: No one's going to care. Yeah. Yeah, no one's going to care. Net metering, you're looking at 15 or so years. Maybe I could talk someone to that. Right. People are at their house for 15 years. That makes sense. But now at 25 years, you get nothing back from the power company. Only thing you got going for you is a 30% uh, tax, rebate. tax rebate. Yeah. And people don't get those unless you have 30% of tax to rebate right so if you make forty thousand dollars a year and you get six grand back you get six grand you know like you're gonna have some fucking dough uh coming in to be able to write that much off to be able to get that tax money and that tax money goes into your payment right not just into your pocket for most cases so that's been a fun part to try to figure out i don't know if it'll be a huge part of our business but i definitely want to service the customers especially if they're going to get a lifetime roof I feel like solar is a fucking okay thing to offer our people because there's people that ask us for it Yep. there's no one to service them and some people want it just because they well
1: thought. and when you when i first came in a couple of months ago you zach was going for his gc license and you're going to do it all and then you kind of pivoted because you're like hey it doesn't make sense on a cost basis for us to do this so like, I, I like how you're looking for a partner to help you out with that, to then be able to offer that as an added bonus to the clients. So. Yeah,
0: we start doing 10 a week. I'll yeah. bring it in-house. Sure. I'll bring it in-house 100%. Sure. But I don't think it'll be that. I think it's like going to be like a Mercedes-Benz sort of product. You know, like, could you get a Toyota Camry, do the same thing? Yeah. Essentially, but some people feel better in a mercedes and that's what i want to give them i'll give them the best for the money that can possibly be yep um but i don't think that is where at least in indiana solar is kind of dead but yeah. unless you go for commercial which they get write-offs and they get tax breaks and they get help and then they get four things for agriculture i forget what they are don't don't do that to me but like um there's even more for agricultural purposes yeah and it makes way more sense so we're gonna try to do all that kind of stuff um but we just don't know um i don't think it's in there's no margins at yeah all. i mean there's no margins no margins. you would think i'm doing an eighty thousand dollar project i'm making 20 grand slaying it no there's like five grand into doing it i'm like that's a lot of work and a lot of money changing hands to make five yeah. g's
1: yeah i agree with that
0: and uh, one of my other things I always like to say, and I think I said it on Alan's podcast a few podcasts ago, is like I can't figure out the difference between, all right, Tyler, I'm, I want to make you a deal on your electricity. Yep. You're wanting panels, and it's going to be 80 grand, okay? Yep. And that's the system that you need, whatever. I'll also, instead of giving you panels, You still pay me 80 grand, I give you no panels, and I pay your electricity for the next 30 years. Yeah. What's the difference? And I really don't have anyone, and I would love if someone could come on the podcast, solar expert per se. Yeah. Um, Don't be a salesperson because, like, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, the panels are worth something when you move and all this. I'm just talking from an energy standpoint. Yep. I'm talking about a cost if you're going to finance, take the 30%. Let's say they get the 30% tax rebate and they apply it to the loans and and everything for Indiana who gets no net metering. Come and make it make sense for me. I will pay you to be on the podcast. I will pay you money to tell me that I'm wrong and to fix my stuff because of right now, that's why I'm not super hard for solar because I thought it was amazing and everyone's doing it because they're doing like you get panels for free.
1: And then net metering, net metering went away.
0: It killed everything. Yeah, that makes sense. So now you still have an electric bill during the wintertime, and you're paying for panels. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Sure. But we'll see. I'm going to give my customers everything. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, it's basically free. No, you're going to pay. <laughs> but you'll save the earth some some sort, but we'll see. The reason net metering went away, too, is like I think we should talk about that. Everyone talks about that. It went away. You're going
1: to be the expert on net metering here soon. Oh, my God. I have no clue about this so I'm just all, I'm just listening I'm learning the reason that metering went away is
0: because there's no way accurately when people are doing their solar they're getting I mean people are doing millions of dollars a month in solar in Indiana and when they're doing that they're generating their own power the power company has no way to accurately plan out the next 10 years of power consumption mm. They don't know to build another plant. They don't know whether they're gonna shut a plant down. They have no idea. It throws everything out of whack. There. Yeah. It hurts the power companies. Not in the same sense you think like, oh, well, they're just mad because they're not making as much money. Yeah. No, they really they have to plan out how many new houses are going in, how many cities are expanding, you know, how much the grid has to consume. Yeah. And when people are doing solar and they're doing net metering and they're doing all this stuff and getting well, now there's power going back in, no one's using power. Yeah. Well, what do we do now? And so, like, that's why I didn't get passed again. Interesting. Um, So, Ohio still has it. We'll probably do a lot of business in Ohio. Does Michigan have it still, too? I don't know if Michigan has it. I don't know if they ever had it, but Ohio has it for sure. Interesting. So, we'll hit up Ohio. We can go about an hour in Ohio every way. So, from Toledo down to, like, Richmond, Ohio, and things like that, we'll be able to get in there. So, we'll see. But, yeah, that's my whole... That's my whole dissertation on solar. I, I really want to get it off the ground because I get excited about it because it's a new business. I've been doing roofing. I've been doing windows. Yeah. I've been doing gutters. I pretty much have that down. And I want the next thing now. You know, um, expansion would be cool for me, but I think that solar could be cool as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you wanted, you, you brought me in as well because you do want to expand and do some other things.
0: You know, without having a systems in place to make sure that we're right. doing what we should do on the on the broad strokes, I want to make sure that we're good, you know, because I want to expand to lower than Indianapolis and take over all of Indiana and be the number one metal roofing. No one does more metal roofing than Perfect Steel. Yep. In What's Indiana. It? In Indiana. Yeah. Just all of Indiana. We are the metal roofing people. If you get a metal roof, it's probably coming from Perfect Steel. That's yep. what I want. But to be able to do that, there's cost accounting needs to be done to know now I'm gonna do it abroad basically I'm gonna do it four or five hours away what's the next general step in that besides taking people and get a basis down there do we have everything in order that that makes sense or do we keep riding out this market so now I have smart people like you come in and tell me all those
1: things I'll try you will do my best you've already
0: done it you've already made me nervous and very excited at the same time (laughs) every time I talk to you you're like bro bro do you know what your oversquares squares and undersquares squares are? I'm like, I don't even want to know. Tell me
1: all the numbers at once. <laughs> like, is it good?
0: He goes, it's okay.
1: It's I'm better like, than what it was. It got okay. better. So, okay, we're fine. We're getting closer. Uh, I think in the next week or two, I always keep telling you that it's like, Hey, give me another week or two, but then I keep finding I need more data. It's been six years.
0: So I'm fine.
1: Yeah. Like wait, sure.
0: another week or two. It's been six years. since yeah. I've had
1: accurate stuff. I've had my uh, roof for six years.
0: You have. You were one <laughs> of the first people you didn't even get our fucking panel. You got... I got the you, stamp, you man. You got the stamps. And that's my, been
1: going pretty good. It's been great, man. Uh, we, yeah, when we moved into our house, we got our house for a pretty good deal. We live on five acres. And it was like 36 square house, I think. Big 36. Huh? Big squares. Yeah, big squares. A couple peaks, you know? Yeah. Pain in the ass is what it sounds like. It's like a McMansion. Yeah. That's what I like to say. Like uh, it's a McMansion. Um, no... But uh it's going well. Yeah, like, we well, have algae on it it's though. Gotta,
0: it's got to be 5000 square feet.
1: No. No. 3, it looks
0: like that. It looks like 5000 square feet.
1: 3800, but um yeah, we so there was an option between the the flat panel like the bar, the flat panel is what you call it, right?
0: Yeah, we 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 call it the I call the panel. Bar,
1: I call it the per, the barn you call style. barn bar style. But
0: it's not just so everyone. It's not.
1: It, it it looks beautiful on a lot of houses.
0: Yeah. Every house. Every house. Some people are misguided in the one stamp. It's fine.
1: Correct. But we got presented with the stamped and my wife was like, I don't know. I like the stamped. I don't like the other style. Okay. And at that time, it was in the winter time. You guys need some work. You're like, hey, we'll do some deals. So the, the regular and the stamped, I mean, it made sense to us to go stamped because we're like, we're probably never going to get this deal again. And. It was a good deal. Thank you for doing that. No problem. It probably... We messed up hard. It, um, um, we messed up hard. But it, because
0: back in the day, I had no idea all the cost. And I had no idea of the product. And I had no idea all the stuff. And like with a more complicated house like uh, Tyler's, there's a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys, a lot of dormers, a lot of hips, a lot of everything. And with all that, the cost of doing stamp goes way up for a giant barn-style house two gables things like that's very affordable but all the extra parts you need for that and so like of his 30,000 i charged him for his roof or whatever like that you know 29,000 of it was product (laughs) and so i installed it for basically free yeah and but it was a good learning here we used it a lot we sold a lot more off your house um using that as our marketing and everything like that we did good
1: I remember that. Yeah, you guys did use a marketing. I think it a probably lot. got you probably still
0: to this day. Like people have houses like yours that yeah. want stamped, and we still use your house yep. as an example because yeah. you know it's just a good looking. It turned out good. I like it on your house.
1: Well, and by I the don't way, like it on a lot of houses. Yeah, and you weren't. Well, it didn't matter because you're not doing stamped in house anyway. So you weren't. I'm doing it now in house, yeah, but no, like, I didn't do it back the time, then, yeah. and,
0: and you know whatever.
1: Yeah, you weren't doing stamped in house anyway. So yeah, it was. uh It's a beautiful roof, though. I love it. When people come look at it, they don't even know it's a steel roof. So, no one knows.
0: I had guys come look at the factory today. So, my dad's friends, uh, hopefully, Simon becomes all the podcasts here. So, he's a little Romanian guy, great business leader in town. Um, he uh, he was looking at it outside, we had a couple pallets of it outside. You have to keep stock of it, mm-hmm. um, so that way, if you need replacement parts, and he's like, Why are you carrying shingles? And I'm like, I'm not carrying shingles, that is metal, and yeah. they they. they Kick it with their foot and they're like, oh, it's metal. Yeah. Okay. We probably, like I said, we don't do that many still. Like we probably do um, less than six a year. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Well, it's twice as expensive as.
1: Get on, you got to go on middle.
0: the lakes then. Even the lake people. Really? I, I mean, it's a lot. Hmm. It's a lot. So you're having a golf course. Um college professionals that retire out to the country, highfalutin, classy people are the only people getting stamp medal. I'm just a regular guy. Well, that is to be seen. But, um... Yeah, no, it's it doesn't... We talk people out of it a lot. Because I'm like, for half the money, you're the same uh, basic principles. The heat reduction, yeah. and the cooling, the airflow, and 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 the longevity we, you get, we saw
1: a reduction right away like oh yeah. in the first six months with our uh heating or it would be in the our cooling heating and cooling bill yeah, air that even passes within yeah. the panels and stuff. And the like tariff that. wasn't bad on mine either uh which is i think good for you guys but um let's talk about maintenance though because i got a question i know you've we've talked about this but it might be good for the podcast so i've got Go sure. like green mold or algae growing on my roof and you're like, just power wash it. Where does that come from? How, how would someone power wash it? Can you get that hired? Can you talk a little bit about that? A lot of the bleed comes from magma, which is a bacteria that grows in the limestone
0: and the stones. Okay. It's a stone-coated metal shingle. And it's coated with the same stuff they coat asphalt with. It's the same exact stuff. And as that breaks down, you will get streaks and, and all that kind of stuff in there. Um... With the, if it's regular algae, algae, like it's just algae, right? And that comes from like rotting leaves and, and all the other stuff. If you have, I don't remember trees being a big I don't have many deal. trees.
1: I have a pine tree in the corner and then nothing on the other side. Maybe. So that's why it's interesting. Yeah, it is
0: very interesting why you have it on And your I house. don't know if it's it
1: houses or there's a guy who, who, there's a cow barn down the road that we get a lot of smell from manure. I don't know if that, I, would, that I don't think so. I just, I'm curious, but yeah. How do you how do you maintain that? Or there's products. The there's products
0: out there you put in a pressure washer and you go do it. RoofMax is a great um, person to reach out to for that. Um, they do a lot of rejuvenations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking underneath $1,000. They'll come out and pressure. Get a guy, pressure wash the roof, scrape off the algae, then pressure wash it and seal it with something.
1: Wait, um, I can get someone to come out and do that for me? Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, it's... Super cheap too. I'll be
1: calling you Roofmaster.
0: Roofmasters are super cheap. Right. They're franchises. They're just guys in okay. with trailers that have these chemicals that that do that, and they do it for shingle roofs as well. Um, okay. I think it's good. I've never had it done before, um, but um, a couple of my competitors do it, and it seems to be working out for well, what them. Should,
1: what should I do? Because it's when I talked to you, it was like a, a couple of sections. It's now a spread.
0: Yeah. If I was you, there's no general uh, bad things of right. having that on there. Um, but you go to sell your house, do it right before. I would live with it technically, and I'm a roofing owner. I would live with it until you go to sell the house. Then there'll get seven ten years of having no shit on it either. So, that's does that
1: void the lifetime warranty?
0: No. People get confused a lot about having people on the roof and voiding the warranty. Yeah. The, the roof is voided if you get on there. Being a non-subcontractor, non-licensed, non-insured person, getting on top of the roof and doing any work yourself would avoid your warranty. If something would be to happen, you can go on your roof right now. But if you damage anything, that's on you. Um, if you have a licensed, insured, contracted person, I hold them liable. So yeah. I'm fine with it. So yeah. um, people have Dish Network coming to their house. Yeah. People have chimney sweeps. Go up there. Sure. They're all licensed, bonded, and insured. Go up there and do that. I'll hold them responsible so then you're not responsible. Yep. The lifetime stuff will still hold up and do all that stuff. People really get concerned a lot of times um, with that. Tree people are even licensed, bonded, and insured. So, like, they drop a tree on your house or do something. It doesn't void your lifetime warranty. I just hold them liable for it. I'm, even in, I'm insured for
1: my own business. Consulting. I'm insured. Are you bonded? I'm not bonded. I'm insured though, licensed. Or you don't have to have a license
0: to do what you're doing at all. No financial background. To give people financial advice, you would need a some kind of license. No, because I feel like a lot of people give financial advice on the internet, the yeah. interwebs. Yeah, like are like. By the way, this is not blah not blah from a license. Eh. you know blah blah. There's
1: so. no way. I mean, to be a CFO or even do financial analysis, there's no license out there. I mean, you can get a cpa whatever but i don't want to do the accounting right So we have an accountant we have a partner with that he can do that i want to come in and give you advice on how to maximize efficiencies and maximize your profit in your business yeah. and how can i help you do that interesting
0: so yeah i guess i could hold your company for a better part of i'm going to hold your company liable if you yes or the entity going up there and do that, I can hold your company liable, which is still you. But
1: well, not fine. that. I'm just saying, like, even so, any, any type of business, you should be insured. Like, yeah, hundred percent should be dealing with people who are insured. If a guy comes knocks on your door and says, "I'm to do a roof," let me see your insurance and bond, and if they you don't show be it, be able to
0: provide that.
1: If they don't, <laughs> red flag. It's so
0: crazy. <laughs> it's so nuts that's, that so many people are out there doing it fly by night. It's so crazy. I think the industry would benefit from, like, a CarMax version of roofing. I think that's where it's going eventually. Um, there's some places like, don't remember what, is Roofal. I think it is? And I don't mean to give free press out to Roofle. Right. Um, but, We're again, they've press. started to do that with asphalt shingles. Because of asphalt shingles being so readily available at all your Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, yeah, yeah. Carter C. Lumber, anything like that. And the amount of people being able to do asphalt shingles, the, the labor pool is so much bigger and so much more competitive that they can go, go online, yep. type in your address, we'll give you a quote, these people will come out and do it, you're yep. done, yep. instead of not knowing how much it would cost. And I think a lot of stuff is probably going to go that way. You know, every time that you have something going on at your house, you don't know what it's going to cost you. Right. Like you just had your basement leak. Yeah. And do that. But there was no online form to be like, my basement's wet, my subpent went out, I have this much square footage, blah, blah. Give me exactly how much it's gonna cost.
1: Yeah, they don't know. There's nothing. No, because you gotta you have, have
0: four different people at four different price points. Yeah. None of them are the same. And they all tell you it's because of customer service. They all tell you warranty. They all yeah. tell you whatever, how fast they can do it, how they use the best products. Cool. Yeah. But somewhere in there is an exact price of like, hey, this is the average for your area, and this is high-end. You should yeah. be somewhere. So, like, the customers know. And that's what CarMax does. If you've been in CarMax. CarMax, if you want to sponsor us, I'll, I'll take a CarMax sponsor. So I just bought a car there today um, at CarMax. I bought one Again? for Sierra. Oh, that was. And uh, um, just executed the car purchase, I guess, today. Oh,
1: gotcha. Um, I bought my STI from CarMax. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. they're in awesome. Chicago, pretty good. They're awesome. There's yeah.
0: no haggling. There's no nothing. Your car costs this. If you slide $5,000 underneath the table and be like, dude, make this 20 bucks cheaper. They can't. They literally can't. What's on the internet is what you pay 1,000% of the time. There's no haggling. There's no nothing. If you bring your car in for an estimate, I'm giving so much free press away right now. Free game. um, That if you go to CarMax and take your car. And what do you drive right now? 2004 GMC Sierra 2500 HD. Okay. So if you go take this there and they're like, cool, $10,000. Yeah. No matter what. That thing is going to work. T- Even if you go to the guy and be like, bro, I'll give you $5,000 underneath the table. Say it's worth 15000 Yeah. They won't do it. They have a computer system. It tells them the price of the cars. That's the price of the car. That's what you pay. No haggling. Yeah. The only difference of cost is if your car comes from a different place, it's like so much for shipping. Oh, gotcha. So like mine, the one that I got for Sierra today, this Lincoln Aviator came from Iowa. Yeah. And it was $1,100 to get it from Iowa to here. In four days, by the way, which I thought reasonable. Yeah. Because if I was going to pay old Tyler to go out there, it'd probably be 1000 bucks to go out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a at least a four-day trip if that's all you did. So, um, I really like that, I think that's where a lot of the stuff is going. I think it has to go there. I'd love to be to the point where I'm kind of in charge of that, you know, kind of making that process. I've thought about it for a while. But, again... That's a lot. You know, because you have Kelly Blue Book for your car and you have CarMax, you know, to go buy a car. There should be something to tell you for your home projects, siding. We have Eagle View now. Eagle View can take, for $75, can give you almost to the T what your siding should be. Yeah. You know, they know how many windows you have. They know everything. They sometimes even have your floor plan. So then you go there and you're like, okay, I want blue. Vinyl or blue metal or yeah. uh, what's that called? hardy board or whatever. What should I pay? And at least you have one an instant. Like this is what you pay right now, and then don't pay more than this because this is what it is for your area.
1: Isn't that kind of what Home Advisor is doing too?
0: They try to, but they they have their hand on the scale. That's what's wrong. God. Man, it needs so to much be free third- press. You know, we got to stop talking. <laughs> home Advisor's dead. Yeah. Okay. Dead. They've been bankrupt. They've been they've, they've been doing terrible. Yeah, that's what they tried to do. They had their hand on the scale, though. How much you paid them to how much they would throw you into the mix? Yeah, that's what it was. So if you spent thirty k a month on HomeAdvisor, these are the best metal roofers you've ever seen. Yeah. And if you didn't have your hand on, if you paid them five dollars a month for leads, these guys don't even exist. <laughs> so they had the hand on the scale, which is not okay.
1: No. So, I gotta get a cold drink. I have to
0: go use the restroom. This perfect timing. All right. Great time. And we're back. And we're back. You, uh... You have another hobby that I think is cool. um, Racing.
1: Oh, car racing, yeah.
0: You think you might give it up this year, but tell us a little bit about your race team and the Cranky Anchors or whatever they're called.
1: We're not giving it up. Just been We've been so busy. So... I always have liked cars. We're... You know, we're... Same age, right? Thirty six.
0: I'm thirty six. I'll be thirty five in like ten days. Yeah.
1: Do you remember when like the first Fast and Furious came out? Yeah, of course, dude. That's I love that movie. Yeah, and then like they've I made got, nine of them. It's I got, well, yeah. this was the original. Yeah, no, I saw. Them, I saw. Them in theaters. We're not the only ones that like them, right? So it got me thinking about cars, and so I worked at a go kart track me when too. I was fifteen. Rapid Raceway up in Angola. Um and got it when I was fifteen. Good money back then. I think I was making like eight twenty-five an hour or something back then. Oh, bro, you were killing it. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh so I saved up for my first car. Got an Eagle Talon, Oof. and just was like, because it was like looks like the Mitsubishi make from Fast and Furious. Do not right? make those anymore. I know. It's automatic too. And uh anyway, I got like nice wheels on it and. Like, it was just fun. I got a body kit, got it resprayed. Like, it was just fun hobby. And then went through college, uh, started figuring out some Honda stuff, you know, did an engine swap, started playing with turbo stuff. And then I was like, hey, I really should probably get a car made that comes, factory from the, comes turboed from the factory. So I looked at Subarus. So I got in 2005 Subaru STI, uh, 67,000 miles on it and it's got 77,000 miles on it. Still have it. It's for sale. Nice. Um, but anyway, I started autocrossing that here locally. Autocross is where you, it's like a time trial against other people in your class and you do parking lot racing. So you set up cones in the parking lot and you race around them and you get a couple runs and whatever. So I did that, modified the car quite a bit. And then a couple of guys that I was autocrossing with was like, Hey, let's do some endurance racing stuff. I'm like, all right, it sounds cool. Like, I did a track day at Putnam Park in Indianapolis with my STI. I'm like, this is, like, the most fun ever, right? Because you're on a track, you get high speed, it's just a lot of fun. So we start out with a 1992 Dodge Shadow. Bro.
0: It was the poor man's Jetta for that, for that time.
1: Yeah, it was bad. Like, we, it was an automatic. It looks cool. No, it doesn't even look cool. It did look cool. It looked like a, maybe for the nineties, like a
0: nineties Jetta, like how they had that hatchback back in, like Fast and the Furious, where old boy loses his car that his dad built, already takes off, Jesse, dad, yeah, Jesse, that, that kind of what it looks like,
1: you know? Yeah, that's true. It, it kind um, of looks like that. So it's an automatic. We're like, I'm not racing an automatic, so we we swap it a manual to it and stuff like that. Took Terrible a, idea, huh? Terrible idea. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. That's why. That's why I, we got a use clutch, used pressure plate. It was just awful idea. Like everything should have been brand new. Anyway, took it to Road America. We all got a couple labs on it. We're, we threw like three transmissions in it and whatever. So did that race. And I'm like, I can't work on this car because I mechanically couldn't do it. I didn't know how to work on it. So I'm like, I need to buy something that actually I know how to work on. So I bought a 1998, I think Subaru, started racing that. I was like, man, this thing needs more power. So we took an SVX motor. You remember the SVX cars? It's a 3.3 liter uh, Boxer motor, uh, Boxer 6, and... Superbos love
0: their Boxer engines.
1: Yeah, 225 horsepower. Suck? Yeah, that's sick. So we put it in there, and we was just screaming. Like, it was just so much fun, but it always ran into problems, right? Always, known
0: for their, known for some of their problems. Well, you need baffles in their oil pans, because yeah. The oil slosh and things yep. like that. Hundred percent. So
1: we had to like add an sump, right? So yeah. add, we had to do a whole bunch Radiators, of modifications.
0: And they had problems cooling. Yep.
1: So we had to add, add a bigger cooler. Bigger. Yeah. Like I know. You, you know. Everything. It's
0: weird that I know stuff. Yeah. I've Watched and this so is, much. This YouTube. is a
1: non-turbo. We're talking non-turbo. This yeah. is just totally NA and stuff like that. So, I started looking at the field. I'm like, what is finishing
0: BMWs. Every time. Yeah, BMWs, Every time. E30s Every time.
1: were finishing, so I'm like, all right. So I started thinking about that. So one came up for sale. Uh, it's been raised for a long time, and they're like, hey, we're just getting out of it. Super clean car. So I bought it. had it had an M50 motor swapped into it. So what? So an E30 is a 1989 BMW 325i. Um, the M50 motors came from like the 95 E36s, and so they. Roughly, the E30s had 169 crank horsepower. These had like 189 to 190 crank horsepower. So you can get a little bit more horsepower out of it, but you couldn't really modify the car more. So um, step back real quick. The series I'm in is called Champ Car, and it's based on a point system, right? So you start, our car starts at 450 points, and you you can only go up to 500 points until you start taking laps. So I only have 50 points to play with. So when I did the engine swaps, it cost me 50 points. So I had no more points to play with.
0: So you had to Uh, race that car. No spoilers, no suspension, no no, no. nothing.
1: You could do like you just like upgrades on like stock suspension, like as long as it's non-adjustable. Non adjustable coilovers, no engine really. I mean, you couldn't you could do like upgraded ECU and stuff like that. So we started racing that and everyone's like, man, you're starting to be competitive now. Like and stuff uh, like that. So bugs. So then uh, so yeah, that was so we've traveled all over the the country doing these. So I've probably raced I shouldn't i probably raced over thirty racetracks. And it's with a lot of my good friends that I've met racing. I've met some of my best friends racing now. Um, and we just do it as a hobby. And we, it, I've learned a lot about cars and working on cars and how to get them to last so, so many hours. And we've now, when we show up at a track, we are now one of the ones that should win. Yeah, yeah. people are like, oh, their crank anchors is coming out. Like, beware. Like, It's kind of cool coming from like, oh, these guys are always going to break Idiots. to now. It's yeah. like we figured some things out uh so it's it's fun man um so my wife has done it with me my wife and we got engaged on the way out to a race like racing's been a big part of my life
0: and now since you're a family man two kids full-time career you're gonna do it less and less well
1: yeah i think i've raced all the tracks i want to race you know yeah, And we look at it, I've done Coda. I've done Laguna Seca. I've done Road America. I've done VIR. I've done Watkins Glen. I've done uh, Sebring. I've done Calabogie up in Canada. Um, I've done a lot, like MIS, Gingerman. I can name all these tracks, right? And so wow. I've done all the tracks. Yeah. Like,
0: Can I tell you what my birthday thing that I want to do is? Go ahead. Okay. So for my birthday, my friends are awesome, right? So they want to do fun stuff. They want to get me big limo things that we can smoke cigars in take us up to the casino go to nice places do all this fun stuff and i'm like that's fine but anybody that has money can do that i say let's uh perfect steel we'll sponsor this and we go buy we have one thousand dollars as our uh cars yeah we can spend we have to buy one has to be four seats okay gotta see four people and be one to four people is in this challenge, basically, like that. Okay. And we go. We have to go there. When they buy the cars, we make sure everything's above board. We don't want someone to be like, hey, man, it's a $5,000 car, but I'll give you $1,000 yeah. in paperwork, and then blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. So we go there, do that. They We all buy them, and then we do, like, a, a road map, you know, thing. Like, we just go somewhere. Maybe first stop is the casino, and then second stop is the racetrack in Putnam County, and then... Uh, we go somewhere else, like Hocking Hills or something like that, you know, whatever. And we see whose car is going to last the longest. It's like the Grand Tour. I do. I love Top Gear. Top, so that's where yeah, I got like it. It's like Top Gear, It's dude. Top Gear. Yeah. It's Top Gear 100% top to bottom. It's a complete ripoff. Yeah. But I've always wanted to do that, like put GoPros, get radios in the cars so we can talk to each other and literally see uh, what a $1,000 car could do. And then as they break down, which notoriously they will, sure. and we are not handy people like you, we have no idea how to fix cars um, besides put stuff in the cooling. You should and the let radiator.
1: me come do it with you
0: you can't be definitely a part of it for sure it's a little unfair because you could probably fix most stuff that goes wrong <laughs> um but we're the other three people are complete idiots so it would be so much fun to go do that and you probably know what to buy and you'd be like, Pff, i can fix this on the fly with some you know duct tape and some rubber bands you know um, bubble gum yeah bubble gum so like i want to do that really really bad i think that would be fun way to celebrate my birthday turn 35 halfway to 40 still doing dumb stuff um and then whoever wins gets to keep all the cars that make it or whatever, <laughs> which could be <laughs> hundreds of dollars of winnings.
1: Yeah, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, hundreds exactly. of dollars. Or you just pay someone to come scrap the cars. Yeah,
0: and we and we like go and we can modify our cars, That'd be fun. you know, things like that.
1: So in the thousand so in the thousand dollars, does that include modifications?
0: Yeah. So like if you get it for five hundred dollars yeah. and you can do modifications and yeah. put new tires or, you know, cooling in it or whatever, you yeah. know, like do stuff to it and uh then see what they go we go off road go on road you know see what i go to the
1: sand dunes and shit
0: yeah maybe badlands wouldn't be a bad place to go take one just see what happens and then as white needs to be four seaters is because if we do four people there's probably one car that will last the entire way out of four there's probably one that will will limp through and then as you go you leave your car there you got to ride with someone else
1: that's cool yeah, another thing with the racing thing, and then like every night we oh, try yeah. to
0: like go like disable other people's cars, like like the air conditioning. How they do that when they <laughs> when they take the air conditioning out of someone's car, or they they put the radio on a hundred percent,
1: like rewire, or time, rewire the, yeah, the horns. Horn, every time they break, they yeah. you know st- stuff like that would yeah, be fun. That'd be fun.
0: I would like that. You that'd have to cool. sleep one night in your car. <laughs> You know, stuff like that would be absolutely hilarious.
1: Oh, a good one would be uh, you have to you have to find something to cook under your car on your engine from like one place to another for like thirty minutes. So like a pizza or like oh, a interesting. steak, and then you have to eat it. Feels like you've done this before. I've never done that, oh, but, but it's like a good like idea. a grilled cheese sandwich yeah, or something, it'd be great,
0: something like that. Wrap it fun. in foil and put it in your engine block. Exactly, wouldn't that yeah, be cool? That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, I really want that. I just came up with that like hours before this podcast. I was like. I have dumb friends that could spend a three-day weekend with me. Like, we could go do some stuff, you know, see how far it would last. And maybe the end thing is my parents' new property in Georgia, which is 17 hours. That's a haul. And there'll be multiple terrains and multiple stuff. And it'll be absolutely hilarious because none of these cars are going to have fucking cruise control. No, I'm going to have air conditioning. They're going to have wheel wobble. They're going to have all sorts of stuff. And as they go down, you can't drive it anymore. Right they we just leave them you know they they done we call they a wrecker done. you know they See done Pile into the next one then as we go <laughs> ride an uber the rest of the way you know whatever
1: it'd be funny uh if people wanted to like buy back in
0: with their own money yeah none of my idiot friends will do that i know no, they're true. so smart so true they, true. they know they know that they'll never fucking yeah. recoup that shit Something worthwhile at the end. Like, I haven't found out, like, because it's cool, I'm paying for all the cars and whatever. And it still only cost me $4,000. Um, nice box
1: of cigars at the end.
0: You know, is that going to be enough for them to try to, like, screw it, dude? I'll just ride with you. Uh, yeah, that's true. Deal. that's true. Like, when Jeremy Carson comes back with the cow on top of his roof off of one of them, you know? <laughs> like, just that kind of stuff would yeah. be
1: absolutely. And get hilarious. it, like, all on video would be awesome. Yeah,
0: we'll definitely do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, as I say, another thing with the racing, uh, my dad and I did it together. So like, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, he passed away in January, and I was supposed to go to Road Atlanta for the championship in February, and I just couldn't do it. So then we went to NCM in March and was like super prepared for the race. and I was yeah. like, I'm going to win this for my dad. And we went out and Saturday, and it gives me goosebumps even thinking about. But like, I had this sticker made up of him and I and I put yeah. it on the car and stuff, and everyone's like, it's a pretty big race for you, and, like, we were leading pretty early on, and then we got some troubles, like, with just stuff, like, electronically wasn't working, so they issues. so then we fell back a, a lap, and then I told my buddy, like, just go see what the car has, and he just destroyed, like, he made up a lap, which was quite a bit at that track, and then my next buddy went out and just Beat did it. good pace, Up like a couple laps and then i went out and finished the race and crossed finish line i knew my dad was there with me so it was nice it's pretty cool like i haven't raced since then just because i haven't had time to work on the car if i can't work on the car and feel like it's going to go win there's no point going to do a track day
0: no i'll be the exact same way
1: yeah so we're going to go do mid-ohio in september (laughs) so we are going to go to that race That'd be cool. And then Road America in October, and that race is going to be dedicated to my dad because uh, that was his favorite track. That was his favorite track, yeah, dude.
0: So I think it'd be cool if we cool to do Bristol or something like that, where like the huge banks.
1: I've are- not done Daytona yet. I want to do Daytona. Daytona. That's like that's like Daytona. one that's on my bucket list to I do. That's
0: expensive to be in that one too. It's
1: not. I just go take a car. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. Beautiful. <laughs> uh. You just go. You need a high, high. You need a lot of horsepower for Daytona, right? Because it's a lot on the banking, and it's the same course that uh, the Rolex 24 hour yeah. runs. So, you got that bus stop and everything like that. But there's not much infield, and if you don't have a lot of high, a lot of horsepower, you're gonna fall quite a bit behind. So, our car only puts out like 169 horsepower, right? Got arrow, just gonna kind of slow down a little bit on the banking. So, but I've seen Miata's do really well, and we. We don't do, we we do pretty well against Miata. So I'm like, maybe one year we'll go down to Daytona. So,
0: don't want to be tight. Yeah. I don't know. I've always wanted to do that kind of stuff. You know, um, I don't know. I have an affinity for Top Gear. I don't, I think I have an affinity for the comic relief that comes with the car stuff. Like, people that take it so seriously turn me off a couple of times, just like, you know. I like a story to be told, you know, and then, like, that's what give me because, like, you can't put a price on memories, right? So, like, right. people pay for all these cheap thrills that go to Cedar Point and all that stuff. I've never been about that. Right. Because those fades just as quickly as you're on it, they fade. Yeah. Three years from now, you're going to be like, oh, man, one time top thrill drags. Like, no one cares. <laughs> you know, it's cheap thrills. Um, but when you do really cool stuff, really out of the box stuff, and it lasts, forever yeah no matter how much money it costs it lasts forever
1: yeah for example like we went to Laguna Seca we, we towed out there that's where my wife and I got engaged so we took a two-week the California trip. right yeah, yeah. Mon- uh, Monterey and <clears throat> I show up my buddy Rob my buddy Evan my buddy Kip was living out in Oregon at the time he's moved back since then but he met us down there he and then we had a pro driver come out and race with us. His name was, his name is Misha Goikberg. And he raced, uh, he was coming off winning a Rolex. And so he was out there with us. But like, we still remember, we still talk about how we went out there and we like, for some reason we we're the underdog because we we're coming from the Midwest, right? And we destroyed the field on the first day. <laughs> like we won by like two labs, <laughs> never seen the track. Three of, three out of the four of us have never seen the track. It's gotta feel good. It was cool. but that's like a memory, right? Yeah. Not a cheap thrill.
0: You can't put a price on that. <laughs> right. You know, anybody that can do these cheap throws is jumping out of a plane and all this yeah. other stuff. I mean, uh, that, jumping out of a plane leaves did. you so quickly though. Right. I mean that no one's talking about that ten years in the making, sure. you know. Like that's not you know, when you talk about stuff with your dad, that didn't make the that didn't make the thing. We I mean, took you Disney World or something like that. I mean, didn't make the didn't make the clip. But like you getting in an accident with your dad or you getting in a car wreck with your dad, having to fix a car overnight, blah, yeah. blah, That kind of stuff lives with you and, 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 and really really makes a memory that you just can't pay for and to have. And so like, I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool to do it with my friends who are sensitive
1: <laughs> at best. Do you, you know that's how we got the name Crank Anchors? Hmm. You know, remember Crank Anchors? Yeah. That's because we, we just wanted to like, go out and have fun. And like a lot of people were taking shit serious. Yeah. So I'm like,
0: I've met your crew before.
1: Yeah. Crank anchors yeah. is so fun because it's like they were prank calling people and that TV show. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a great name. And it's like kind of like car theme too. So that's kind of how we got our name. So I
0: like it. I just, I really want to do, <laughs> so this is my dream growing up. Everyone's like nowadays, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like YouTube star. And I'm like, Ugh. but the equivalent to my age was I want to be Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, I do. I want to be Jeremy Clarkson be a tall fat guy that's hilarious like it's to drive cars for a living that
1: is you yeah. know
0: and do hilarious stuff with his best friends like that's what i want there you go that's my that's my dream that's and awesome. uh i thought that i could be good at it knowing nothing about cars or well not nothing but like not as much as more than the a little bit more than the average person but like no like just going having a good time
1: well you, you can know? you can tell a story really well
0: yeah so like i have that going for me yeah. i think i have the com you know comedy and and things like that i just I, I don't know and then you also get like a guy like you that's like in you know, the cars then you get like a the handsome boy the you know you're like that well and, i've got both those you know, covered. Yeah, so you're
1: good
0: you're, good. you're <laughs> the comic and the car guy so i'll do the handsome no part. oh okay oh, so oh, oh. <laughs> like but i really just had an affinity for that i yeah. mean i watched i mean they had 20 years of Top oh, yeah. Gear. i mean yeah. i watched it all i mean i watched every single one multiple times Last, I mean, last time I'm taking out the trash, I'm watching an old Amphibious Car episode. You remember those? No. Where they had to take a vehicle and make it Amphibious and then go oh, down a yeah, river. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember that one. It was one of the tours, wasn't it? Well,
0: no. I mean, they did They did probably one on the tour, but they did
1: two or no, three. No, 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 because they had these specials.
0: That was a special, for yeah, sure. That that's was a what I'm saying. Like, they had yeah. these
1: specials. Because then, was that the one that they also did the Subaru that Was a different one where they went across, I think, Africa and, and different uh, one than that one and, where they uh, raced across uh, Africa. Who's, who's the small, skinny Sedans? R- Richard, Richard,
0: uh, Richard is the small one, yeah.
1: He got he's the one that had the Subaru, yeah. you know. It. He
0: had the Oliver, he had okay. the um, the Opal, okay, which was a very small three cylinder car when they raced across Africa. And Jeremy had a Mercedes, yeah, okay, a big heavy Mercedes. I think he had a Mercedes. It's been so long or since I watched Oh, dude, it's been so 10, awesome. 15 years, bro. It's been so long. Like, yeah. we think it's been... It's been long. You know, I remember being in high school and being like, trying to turn people on to this show that's been on for a long time. And be like, you guys don't understand. Like, this is gold. Yeah. People do not understand. And so, I mean, they're still doing the Grand Tour nowadays for Amazon, uh, but it's not the same. No. It's good. It's good, but it's not the same.
1: like BBC My new favorite them. thing is
0: Clarkson's Farm. I've seen that. It's great just it's just me if you like made me farm for three years like it's just <laughs> hilarious being like you know knowing nothing about farming no idea how to work a tractor no idea and then like he just starts a farm and does farm like legitimate farming
1: sounds like uh jim belusi trying to grow yeah weed. it's
0: it's it's like that it's hilarious <laughs> like it's so funny to you watch. Know, he bought a lamborghini tractor because that's how lamborghini started was tractors i didn't
1: know that yeah so okay. they didn't
0: build cars they built tractors. That's funny. And they got into cars. Yeah. After they made so much money in tractors. And then his tractor is like a semi truck versus a Miata, basically, on what a normal tractor is. So it doesn't fit where tractors normally go. And he ends up tearing up his field, tearing up his barns, tearing up everything. And like, because it's all about power and shit. Yeah. It's just fucking great. I want to do that so bad.
1: That'd be fun. So bad. What, what do you think your $1,000 car would be?
0: Um, I think like a Bonneville or something like that, like a a Pontiac Bonneville, you know, GDP, maybe like something Pontiac that doesn't exist anymore that people don't value. Yeah. Because like, you know, the main car things like if it's a Chevy or Ford or Dodge or people are still can buy those and work on them and do that you can't they're not making parts for boniac anymore if that thing breaks you're fucked you're done (laughs) you're done you're fucking done son so (laughs) it's like that might be a cool thousand dollar car sure will will last 17 hours of georgia (laughs) probably not but it would be cool if it did
1: yeah you know i don't know i could see you carrying like with that like springs a leak and you're just carrying all this one gallon oh, yeah. water just every it up. 16
0: miles yeah. just going on there and filling it all up <laughs> bro that would be amazing I would totally do <laughs> That'd that be so much I fun. would totally do that yeah like I want to do it so badly I want to do it so bad I think we probably will do it all now right. that I'm speaking in existence right. I got it I got two weeks to, to do it so if I start on it this weekend I'll have it done yeah I got the cash in my backpack right now We'll just we'll just do it. Go do it. I'll just go do it. And uh, Jimmy's got something for the canvassers the day after my birthday. We rented. it, I won a 10 caps um suite for the baseball stadium here yeah. in town, and they're taking them then there. But then maybe after that, just take like a come back on a Wednesday or something like that. Just be road fun. tripping up there. We have no idea. They probably don't have cell phone charges in those cars or anything (laughs) like that. So it'll just be hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. We have to camp in our cars or something like that. (laughs) It'd be so funny. And then as we go along and they break down, the more and more shit that you'd have to accrue and get in the next car to keep going
1: would just be hilarious. It would be so funny. Like someone's going to show up with a 1992 Ford Explorer or something.
0: You think so? That would be clutch if they did. Wouldn't it? That would be clutch. I think they're all going to be cars. I don't Probably. think that you okay. can get any SUV that's running for a thousand bucks. Probably right. Should we look? I think that we should
1: look. Okay. Look at my phone and see what. The, oh, oh. No, we can do it on oh, here, bro. Right here.
0: It's twenty first century.
1: That's true. Sorry.
0: Well, you can see what I look for. Fucking a massage. A massage. Massage chair for the factory. Oh. It would be so tight. Yeah. Um, let's see if it's gonna pull up here. I think I gotta stop mirroring. And then mirror. Oh, perfect. Eight thousand bucks. Maybe we can get it for a thousand bucks. You know? I think that it would be super cool to get that. All right. We're that categories. Awesome. We're vehicles. Uh, we'll do body style. We'll do, it has to be a hatchbacks or four doors, right? Oh, that's um, it only uh, gives yeah, you one. Yeah. So let's do vehicles and let's do car truck.
1: Why don't you just go to price?
0: Oh, well, easy boy. And we'll, then we'll filter by price and we'll do everything from 900 to, what do you think the maximum we could talk someone down from?
1: Probably $1,200. I was going to say 1400, but. You think you can talk someone to 1400 down? Depends how well their negotiating skills are.
0: Okay. So, a lot of Volkswagens come up first. <laughs> okay. Manual transmission. Volkswagen <laughs> Beetle, bro. Okay. Selling as is. It's too small for me. Needs work done to it. Also, See, just a uh, shift. Reverse is out right now. Which you don't need reverse. <laughs> your window really. needs a motor. Don't need that. It has an open title right now. That's a deal. If you can talk to someone, they're already down to a thousand right now. Um, Saab, I guarantee this needs oh. To work. Oh yeah, uh, I drive it. Could be use some works. Turbos builds boost. Shifts all right. Weird, weird, weird overheating. <laughs> not not gonna be the one. No, no. Not gonna Next. be the one for us. Dodge Caliber. I feel like See, look. There you go. This is a great car. Needs a good, good mechanic.
1: <laughs> um, he doesn't even want
0: to discuss it on. What Facebook. about that
1: Corvette for a thousand dollars right there? That green thing.
0: This is a parts. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's not happening.
1: Okay. What about the Ford Freestyle? Uh,
0: untested. untested okay, that's not going to be good for us.
1: Well, we're we're trying here. Now you're out of your. Oh, what did you search? I for? just. It went away.
0: Filters, price. I have to go back to nine hundred. To 1400, see listings. Can we sort at all? Sort by um, highest first. Okay. So it's pretty much the sob for some reason. It got rid of all the other stuff. I don't know why. Filters suggested. Maybe because uh, they're let's outside go, the search. Let's
1: go, uh, hold on. Go, go
0: back. Should to, we go to cars.com or something like that? And no, see go back to filters. Just what about this? Ooh. Barrow. Ter Haute. Shift smooth. Minor scrapes. Great on gas. New alternator, New battery. Aftermarket kicker. Cooler intake. Aftermarket rims. A little bit minor, of a shake when braking. <laughs> it's but, got a minor coolant line leak. Fun car to drive.
1: How much does he want for this?
0: What One, that? two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's a deal bro
1: go i,
0: think, I feel like it's
1: a deal. i feel like your search is not coming up with a good go back to your let's do cars.com okay
0: let's see let's see if i doubt there's anything going to be available we'll have to keep talking during this to make it fun but like new and used <sighs> put new and used in there it's probably going to be used Okay. Yep. All makes for sure, all models. Go nope. like 50 miles. Max price 2000 bucks. Yep. Okay. Distance. We'll Go do like we'll do 50 miles search. One
1: match. <laughs> it's a fucking
0: <laughs> Dodge Caravan which would be smooth, right? It would be. There's a bunch of them in there.
1: Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, okay. there's a
0: bunch of them in there. This I'd is just the probably the match. sponsored one or whatever. Okay you know can you change it even less no can we do the lowest it's pretty much oh dude here we go after you get past the sponsored we got dude a pt cruiser, PT cruiser. come on bro you think that's the fucking car you'd get no what about value edition jetta
1: um that might actually be good but jettas are a pain to work on yeah we're not going to work on it i know at least one accident does
0: not stay running that's going to be a problem (laughs) for our road trip does not stay running i'm
1: looking real quick at mine too um
0: i'm thinking this saab 2005 saab
1: Well, look at that. What is wrong with it? Runs, runs well, well, bro. Transmission shifts, shifts hard. hard. Tires New are paint. fair.
0: Good for mechanically inclined. Extra electronics other part.
1: Dude, bro, see, like. I, I d- think that's a winner. Dude, see, you're, you you, I just found a 2011 Chevy Cruze for under $1,000. Car runs great, super clean, no rust, clean title, just started having some trans issues.
0: Yeah, that's not going to be great.
1: Okay, well, I'm looking on my phone.
0: You know what? I should show what the oldest car is. Cause it'd be fun to get like the oldest car,
1: a 2013 Dodge Dart. Look at this; needs a head gasket. <laughs> a 2001 Honda Accord. A 2000 or a
0: 1999 Forest SE. Dude, I feel like I could talk this dude down.
1: I had one. I just had one of those as a rental car. It was no, a '97. Nah. I drove it here. Yeah, nah. well, my truck was getting worked on. Yeah, Bro. I think I think you, uh, like, you were searching weird because I'm finding cars a whole bunch.
0: I feel like I talked this dude down. Do I want to drive? You know, a shit ton far to go in Kentucky to no, go no go do it, dude. But,
1: I'm finding a whole bunch on Facebook now.
0: On Facebook, yeah. We'll go back to Facebook. So I go to
1: Marketplace. Just go to search marketplace.
0: Just right up here and do what? Yep.
1: Just put cars for sale. Cars for sale. Right there. Yep. Okay. Now go to filter. Filters. And just do like price. Price. Just do five hundred to fourteen hundred. Five
0: hundred to fourteen hundred.
1: But I think you and then um, go to go back to filters. Okay. And go to. Uh, Okay, no, you're good. I'm trying to figure out the the area that you're trying to search in, because it. Anyway, go back. But look, there's a lot more.
0: Oh my God, beautiful! Look at this. Beautiful, bro. Oh, a I talent would car. One hundred percent. Drive this. You look how messed up that driver's seat Dude, is.
1: It looks like uh, something that you would drive you don't, in, in you the '92
0: dude that i would drive this you would okay doesn't run (laughs) okay fair enough azuzu trooper jimmy had one of those he wouldn't be comfortable dude it's (laughs) driving in the video um the revs don't really work but it's fine
1: runs mint perfect vehicle for mudding, daily driver oh this is no title
0: (laughs) oh yeah dude we don't care like we're just trying to go
1: (laughs) cash is king trades are welcome
0: You don't think it would be hilarious?
1: Oh, this would be hilarious. Big sunroof. Four by four. That would go well if you're going to go to cash. the, uh, Dude, look go at the at dunes. Him
0: cruise, bro. <laughs> Azuzu Trooper.
1: Okay, go back. See so what else there is now.
0: I don't know. I think I'm stuck on this, bro. I wrecked Jimmy's back in the day. Did uh, you? Yeah. He had one. I wrecked it.
1: Dude, look at another Lincoln Town car. Dude, this is what I would really
0: like. executive yeah. sedan. Beater with e, a heater runs good starter <laughs> when the starter gets replaced. So that's no, that's a no good.
1: <laughs> Does it Oh my gosh, no. Like you door works. You could probably get this thing but for But could like I get it for $800 and put a starter in it?
0: But like who could put a starter in it? For I, another, I could put a starter in it. Yeah, well your your cheat code. And
1: there. it's right in Fremont, Indiana where like that's 20 minutes where I live. Mhm. Dude, executive sedan. Go look at these pictures. Oh, I bet it's mint, bro. Oh, my. Look, oh, mint. Oh, look at that windshield. Look at that. Is oh. bolted on
0: mirror. <laughs> They're not coming off. So the, do- the door the handle, door. I'm not sure how that works, but it works.
1: <laughs> Jeffer cables in the. Bro,
0: you know that thing. Dude, oh that is God. cherry. I'd have to ask someone for a jump every day. <laughs> bro, that is the car. Dude, look at that. For sure.
1: Look at that. You
0: don't know, think all the fun stuff that I would do. That would be so much fun. It would be so much fun. So, anyway, that's right. my idea. Okay. That's my idea for getting this thing done. Like, I want to do $1,000, you know? And then the car will live in Georgia, which will be fine. I don't know why I bought Facebook again, but the car will live in Georgia. And it will be hilarious. That'd be so much fun. It'll be hilarious. I don't know. I like it. I like the idea of doing it. Sounds like a great idea. So I'm I'm thinking about it hardcore. Awesome. So, and then we'd have memories that would live on a lifetime. Just oh, trying yeah. to get the gas station to gas station would be just hilarious. <laughs>
1: Do you think you one car would actually make it to Georgia?
0: Yeah. If you get one to three cars, I bet one of them makes it to Georgia. I doubt it's a hundred percent. You know, but I bet I'd bet one car gets to Georgia. Seventeen hours to my dad's place from here.
1: But you're, you're talking about going to Michigan first, or you're just going to head south and hit stops along the way.
0: Well, it's like east and then down, yeah. so you have to go around the National Forest. You would,
1: you would have to find a drag strip somewhere and put these things on a drag strip. Yeah. You'd have to. Quarter mile.
0: <laughs> but, like, now I have to find out, like, in those things, what are we doing it for? Are we doing it for an extra $500 to put into your car to make it nice again? You know, like, can you get a set of tires or whatever like that? Or, you know, like, what's... What does what's that the get winner you? Know? Get? What's the winner? You get 30 minutes driving a, a rental car. <laughs> like, you know, something nice. Bragging rights. You know, bragging rights is fine, but <laughs> I just think it'd be so funny. And you know what f- sucks is, like, I know that Jimmy's car, whatever he picked, it'd be a giant waste of time, and his was run fine the whole time. <laughs> it'd be fine. We'd all be riding with Jimmy. Why? In time. He just has the luck. He okay. He just has the luck. Where it's just like he doesn't try and it just happens. Happens. And I'm like, bro. Come on, bro. I did so much background research to try to make this thing fucking cherry and it's not working out for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, maybe I think uh, a good one would be is that whoever does the best that day gets to stay in the nice hotel and then the other people have to stay at the cheapest hotel in that town. That would <coughs> or, be a great one.
1: <coughs> or is that the night where everyone has to sleep in their cars and the and then that person that, gets that person to sleep gets in like the, the nicest, nicest hotel.
0: hotel. Yeah, that's what I'm talking
1: about. And they get to have like dinner there too, or whatever.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And With we dinner, have to eat drinks. like whatever we can. And the other people <laughs> have to like <laughs> roadkill
1: or whatever, Road you
0: know, just whatever.
1: <laughs> Go begging on yeah. the corners for drinks. I'm going to write
0: this up tomorrow. This I is going to be a great script. Right. and it's going to it's going to happen. And then I'll pay someone on Fiverr or something like that yeah. to manipulate all this footage into a, like a cool special sure there'll be, be someone out there that can do it
1: oh i'm 100 percent. it'd be fun
0: <laughs> it'll probably cost me more gopro uh stuff than the cars will
1: <laughs> i've i have a couple
0: you have a couple oh yeah you have the, for the car stuff but i really want to do it. i don't know why it's stuck in my head i think it's just my chance to do it you know, Roscoe's young, so he won't miss me for a couple of days. It's fine. Yeah. You know, work's going great. I think I want to do it. All right. I think I'm speaking into existence on the podcast. I look Let's like an it. idiot talking for a half hour on the podcast about doing this and be like, no, nah, we just never did it.
1: You just have to edit you know, it out I'm if that it doesn't guy. happen.
0: And then do we show the promo of it on here and then release it for like a debut? That'd be fun. You know, like you have to pay attention to the podcast and when it's going to drop. Yeah. And then people would maybe pay attention to it.
1: Wouldn't it be cool to have like a dealer sponsor this whole thing and give you some cars? No, that wouldn't be fun.
0: It wouldn't be fair. Wouldn't be fair. True. With all my connections, it would not be fair. That's true. Yeah, it would not be fair. Um, no, but we we film the buying of the cars, and we film the the road test uh, when we get them, and we we just all take off from the same amount of time. We have a legitimate map of where we're gonna go and everything. Yep. And we go, and then each day, that one thing we have to do. And if we don't do that, then, then it's like two guys are, you know, out or whatever. And the one guy gets to stay in the hotel while yeah. the other people stay in his car. And
1: <laughs> I think that would be great. I think it'd be. Imagine you do like the hotel thing, like two, two days in. So you have at least one person's car broken down. So two people have to share a car or something. That'd be fun
0: this is a great idea
1: yeah I I agree this is a great idea dude all you need is like a backpack sleeping bag and pillow and I'd probably like pack some SpaghettiOs just in case
0: well I won't tell him that
1: because you know they'll
0: plan for it Jimmy will have like SpaghettiOs you can eat charcuterie plates in his car you can like
1: eat those cold (laughs) it's a good source of protein too
0: I'm gonna get more ice for my apple juice do you want anything
1: I'm gonna grab another one of these apple juice
0: well, this will be the podcast um, where we take the most breaks of all times, which is fine. Is it seriously? Yeah, it will be. Why? I thought Chad, who would have to pee every 15 minutes, would have the, the most breaks in a podcast. But uh, this is it. And it's because of bad life choices on my part. Um, I did not have all the drinks set up. I did not have all the stuff set up. So I should
1: have had my cooler of drinks here. Yeah, huh? no,
0: we'll plan better in the future, but it's fine. But I really want to talk to you, Mr. Pedersen, the... "Quote unquote," uh, expert. I'm not the, an expert. Okay, not an expert, but done well in the crypto yeah. world. Um, how's crypto doing this today?
1: Uh, it's fallen a little bit. Yeah, um, I think Bitcoin was right around twenty nine thousand. Ethereum was around eighteen fifty ish. Those are the only two ones I care about right now. Yeah, so. let's
0: talk about only those. That for second arguments and stuff like that. Where were you four years ago? Where are you today? As far as crypto stuff. You four still same money in? you still have money out? Oh, Did you cash out anything? I see what you're saying. Is yeah, your wallet four... sitting empty? Is your is your wallet full? What, is, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, four years ago, so that was 2019, I was still in. So I was in pretty heavily into that. And so in 2013, I bought some Bitcoin because I met a guy at the bar. We would meet up every Friday at Dickie's here in town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great place and. We would just talk and he was like, I'm mining Bitcoin. He's like, you need to get into it, especially since you're in the banking world, you'd understand how the money goes, like how the, the DeFi or the decentralization of money would work. So I did some research and he initially paid me some Bitcoin so I could have some because he was a racing buddy, so he paid me in Bitcoin. And then I just kept buying from there. So I bought between seven fifteen dollars and $1,000, the price of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then 2019 uh, came along, And it was like 19 to 20 grand. And I texted my wife, I said, hey, should we we cash out? She says, no, I think it's gonna go higher. COVID hits three grand, right? So we're like, ah, shit, you know? Uh, But then 2021 came and that's right around when we started selling at around 58,000, all the way up to 62. Wow. So, And then starting to buy back in right now. Um, I started buying at 20. And going to continue to buy on the dips because I think we're going to have a massive bull run next year. So that's next my year. thoughts based on on hist- historics. So if actually I have a journal and I actually timed the bottom, I didn't call the bottom. I timed of when it was going to be, and I, but I didn't buy. I actually did the math between from 20, 2013, all the way up to like last year. Bitcoin's a four-year cycle, so there's this halving, which means, so if you mine Bitcoin, you get rewards for mining Bitcoin, in Bitcoin. So every four years, when everyone's like the halving is coming, those rewards gets halved, right? So then, not a lot, not a lot. Uh, so, so the rewards go go down at that point. Okay. So essentially, every time it and that's halves, a bad thing. It's a good thing.
0: It's a good thing. Yeah, that their rewards get halved.
1: Right. Because the speed, the blocks are being mined is getting slower at that point and, and it just continues to solidify the value of Bitcoin at that point, too. So there is a maximum supply of Bitcoin, which is supposed to be mined out in like 2045 or 2050, somewhere around there, I believe. Um, I have to go back and do the math. But anyway, it was based on these cycles. So it was like there's usually 300 and some days. Uh, I wish I would have brought my notebook. But I timed the cycle. There's like 300 some days of like when the high was gonna hit to when the low was gonna hit. So there's usually about a year. So between November, December this year, I said, "Hey, this is when the low is gonna be," and that's when it actually hit under right around eighteen thousand, based on the math I did. I actually have it on my charts, and I have two lines drawn in between these dates. I'm like, "It's gonna hit," and it hit. Wow. So I think the the bottom's in for Bitcoin. Uh, Ethereum, same. I think the the bottom's in for Ethereum. So. And then so over
0: the next so many years, it's going to go
1: up. So, yeah, we'll have the halving is next May. So usually before then it'll start kind of going up. So you're seeing it right now. It's going from 2026 to 31, 26 to 31. We might have one pullback to like 21 to 20. But then I think after that we continue to keep going up from there all the way maybe to eighty or ninety thousand. Let me ask you, yeah,
0: is there any benefit in me owning a roofing company Mm -hmm. to find a way to take Bitcoin in for um, payment on a roof? Is that a smart idea? Is that a bad idea? I know people buying cars with Bitcoin. There's a few dealerships for high end cars and stuff taking um, taking Bitcoin. Um, but what is there any benefit if there is any like what, you know, why isn't everyone doing it? And then again, should I be looking into housing a wallet yeah. to take in Bitcoin?
1: I think a lot of people aren't doing it because they don't because the volatility of Bitcoin. Right. So let's say you have a thirty thousand dollar roof. Right. And someone wants to buy pay you in bitcoin
0: yeah and they have bitcoins out of thirty thousand, so it's one coin yep, for yep. so
1: they they pay you one bitcoin okay well then let's say you take that in use it's a sale right you take you take it in but then the next day bitcoins worth twenty seven thousand right? dollars right it drops three thousand so now you're underwater on that roof right right so that's why a lot of people don't bring it in so
0: but is there a thing that tax wise is there any implications of taking that rather than taking cash as far as, like, straight up?
1: That's literally an accountant question. I don't know. Um, yeah. Tax-wise, you still have to. So here's what my thoughts are. Not financial advice because I'm not a CPA. Okay. But I would say if you take in that $30,000, that's a sale, right? You have, mm-hmm. You're taxed on that sale. And then if you say you sell that Bitcoin six months later at $32,000, then you're taxed again on that $2,000 gain. right? So that's, you still have to be taxed on that sale.
0: Seems like more work for not a lot less, not a lot more money.
1: It depends on what your long term holding is, right? So yeah, if I'm going to hold the Bitcoin as, for hours as a company and, and, and if ride you, it until fifty, right? As a company, if you're like, hey, I'm I'm willing to take in Bitcoin right now until let's say March of 2024, and then you can hedge that position, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you hedge that position, right? So you say, hey, I'm going to start taking in Bitcoin now, but like. I'm going to sell 10% of it right away to, to USDT or cash. So then I'm only exposed 90% of that sale. Okay. Um, or you're saying, hey, if, if, it's, if I make 10% on this, I'm selling it, right? So that's kind of a, your own hedge. But then if it drops even more and more and more, right, then you have to almost DCA in your right. position. And you can't either.
0: write that off, that loss.
1: Probably you're not a you, CPA. Gotcha. You might be able to. Might That's another tax to, they're question. They're tracking it now. They're, yeah, right, they're right, tracking right. it now. Right. That's the that, big that, thing that might changed be, in the last ten years. Well, and there's no there's no wash rules within uh, crypto. Right. So wash rules. What that means is that um, if you buy Bitcoin for thirty thousand um, and you sell it for twenty, and then you buy it right back again for like nineteen five in the same year. You can take that as a loss. Yeah. So um, I don't know when the wash rules are going to come back, come out of crypto, but a lot of people do that at tax time at the end of the year. I was wondering,
0: you were really into that. I really thought about giving you a bunch of money when you were into that and stuff. Um, Luckily, I didn't have any money to give, so that was cool. Um, I put it all back into the company, but I really thought about crypto um, up until about two years ago, and then I was like, I think the craze is over Um, It might continue to be more stabilized. It might come into our... I don't think it's going away. Right. I don't think it's going away. Um, I know that for my business, it probably won't have a profound effect unless I got into it heavily. So I just never kind of put any eggs in that basket. I remember trying to do some stuff even with stocks and playing with it um, during COVID times because... Um, my dad was telling me stuff about the uh, the steel market and what it was going to do, and I was like, cool. Um, and so I bought $300 and watched it go up to 500 and walk it go back down to 300. And you know, I sold out at making 50 bucks or something like that, and it was just crazily, um. It was too hard for me to handle that gambling aspect of doing that kind of stuff, and so I kind of with stocks or crypto or any of that stuff that I couldn't hold. Yep, I just didn't do it. I mean, I did Robinhood or whatever sure. it was at the time, um, did all that kind. Of, I just and then like at, right at that time, the people did GameStop, and I was yeah. like, they made a movie about GameStop. I know. Stock. That's how profound it was in yeah in modern day culture well, it was was the
1: retail traders taking over the institutions right i mean it was it was the you gotta love it yeah it's great you gotta love it i like the aspect of crypto because you get to hold your net worth to where you want right you get to hold it in your own wallet you get to hold it and you can there's a lot of people i know that buy gift cards with their crypto so they never have to sell it right right and then they live off gift cards or they figure out deals and stuff yeah. like that. There's a lot of people out there that hold a lot of crypto that manage their life like that. And you that. can do it like that. You can. You have to
0: be knowledgeable. You, <laughs> you have, have to, to be, be knowledgeable very knowledgeable. And you got to pray that they don't do backward stuff yeah. with the with the stuff if they can.
1: Yeah, and, um, the, and the real reason that crypto exists is the decentralization, getting the government sure, out. I get that. Yeah. I
0: think that that's fine. You know, back in the, you know, olden times, like... It was worth whatever someone said it was worth, and it didn't matter what country you belonged to. Gold was gold. Gold was worth more somewhere else, and blah, blah. blah. That's fine. I think that's – now we have a piece of paper saying it's worth X, and if it's worth nothing one day, then we got to live with it worth nothing one day. That won't happen, but, like, you know, we still got to be – you know, it's not going to worth as much. Like, someone asked me the other day, like, he was my personal trainer, and he was coming after me for advice for stuff, and he's like, is a dollar worth more – or less now and I go man that's a really hard question to answer very simply yes the answer is it depends mm-hmm. because what a dollar could buy you 30 years ago and then dollar can buy you way more of a thing in certain aspects and way less of a thing like common goods yeah it's gonna be that's, way less yep it's gonna be way less But as far as things go, like you can get something on Amazon for a dollar. Right. That would be like a calculator or something that would cost crazy amounts of money back then. Um, Convenience stuff. Right. um, Like phone call. I mean, like anything. Now you go to other places, the dollar is still very strong in most countries. You know, it's very strong. You know, so like it technically buys more very strongly in other countries. I don't know how to answer that the best way. How would you explain it? if I asked you, like, is the dollar worth more today right now than it used to
1: be? I would say no.
0: You would say no straight because, up.
1: Because Yeah, I would say no straight up just because of the printing of money that the government did during the COVID times, the amount of inflation that has happened since then Um the dollar is worth less now than it has been. You need more of that dollar for it to go a longer way. And so, in my opinion, if you're looking at U.S. goods and you're buying the U.S. Which is primarily what he was asking correct. about, but I was- But let's say you go to Canada, right? Yeah. So the dollar is probably stronger in that country than it has been in the past. Correct. So that's a good way of looking at how is our currency doing against other world currencies. That's right? what I looked at it as. And
0: if you go to Chile, it's worth like eighteen times what a dollar is worth,
1: and like a lot of people n- don't understand that the U.S. dollar is like the standard world currency, and yeah. kind of get nervous about China making deals with Russia on using their currency. Russia is one of the biggest miners of Bitcoin, by the way. I don't know if you knew that because it I gets it was. cold up oh, there. Oh yeah, it's good for it's good for energy stuff. and yeah. stuff like that. And so, um, I still think there's a way to cryptocurrency in general uh, to overtake USD or uh, currency right now. You think so? I You think
0: that maybe one day we could be looking at a different thing than the dollar as being the primary currency? Because there's
1: nothing that backs the dollar right now. Good faith in the government. Good faith
0: in the government and some minor fractional amount in gold.
1: Barely. It hasn't been backed by gold since like the 70s or 80s even fractionally like i have to go back and do my research yeah. but i i don't think so whereas bitcoin you can make transfer from wherever to wherever and i would say bitcoin's like the gold right and ethereum is like the dollar um because bitcoin holds the value of cryptocurrency people are like what's a cryptocurrency at today you look at Bitcoin is standard. the first thing. Yeah. It's, the standard, it's the standard, right? I agree. And it costs a little bit more to do a transaction on their ecosystem. Gas, yeah. Yeah, gas and stuff like that. Um, but when, when like, right, NFTs, they're starting to do NFTs on Bitcoin. So when you do NFTs on Bitcoin, you inscribe it on Bitcoin, like a Satoshi, yeah, right? And it costs more money to put an NFT on Bitcoin than it does, like, an Ethereum blockchain. But it's when it's there, it's there. So, like, people are inscribing Bitcoin Big NFTs on one of the first mined blocks of Bitcoin, like how crazy is that? You can actually track that throughout and stuff like that. So that's where the value of Bitcoin comes in. Is like the people that are serious about this, they're gonna look at Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin Maxi's.
0: I tried to explain NFTs. Yeah, um, I went to a, a course. Um, I was part of a group called the Circle Group, and um, for Sam Taggart, he's a door door specialist. Great dude um still talk to him every now and then and uh he had a class where he had a dude that left this giant company yeah. and went and started doing nfts and stuff and made way more money doing nfts yeah what we're trying to do get paid like millions of dollars a year and then he goes and makes way more money in nfts right and he went through his long dissertation and he's like everyone got it and i was like i don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about buddy and because i was an idiot you know everyone yeah. else was younger and and more hip to it sure. and, and things and so I had Sam explain it to me. It was way easier in like the NFT process, like being part of. And he had an NFT for the group that was coming out, and you pay ten thousand dollars to be a part of the group, and yep. you get an NFT, yep. and you get a marker for that or right. whatever. And there's only so many spots. Yep. It's called thirty, and of those spots, it was like a golf course membership. Yeah.
1: So when we look at NFTs on Ethereum. Um. They're done with smart contracts and they're hosted on like an AWS server and things like that. They're not really inscribed on any blocks on the blockchain. So that's how it differs from Bitcoin. So that's why when you saw Ethereum NFTs, you saw it was easier to get a project launched on the blockchain. The gas fees were a little bit cheaper. And so you had a lot more ruggers in the Ethereum space. So. With Bitcoin now going to NFTs, that's where I think you keep the ruggers and the spammers out of the space. Um, And a lot of people like that join NFTs with Ethereum have kind of gone away because they made their money or they lost all their money. And now we're going to see the real true projects uh, shine within the Ethereum blockchain.
0: The few things I want to ask you, one, is uh, like, what do you see in my industry Uh, Or my business, you've had like an outside perspective into what I do. And I've had a lot of people besides the banker um, on here that has had an outside perspective of what I do. What do you think that we do well, what we don't do well, what makes us different? any of that kind of stuff that you've seen over the years. I'm not looking to get
1: stroked, but I'm also yeah. wanting
0: to get to people like an outside perspective of like, yeah, we're friends, but yeah. you're completely before two months ago had nothing to do with perfect steel.
1: No, I didn't. I was just a customer. And because we bought from you, cause it was a good product and yeah. we, the lifetime warranty and stuff like that. And so, um, and I felt like it increased the value of our house. That's why we bought it. Um, from an outside perspective, what you do well, um, you pay your people really well. So, um, the salespeople get paid really well here. The canvassers get paid well here. I mean, you gotta work for it, right? Yeah. But you, uh, as a company, reward hard work. Um, I also do like that you're not afraid to take risks within your company. Um, negatively, probably like, you trying to bring roofing in-house and not knowing the cost of that, I think is, was, was a negative. Um, I think just in general, uh, not knowing cost on paper, it's kind of like, hey, that, that's why I'm here. I understand that. Um, I think uh, you keep a good group of people around. Like, um, you've got a lot of good key employees. You take care of
0: the key employees are are everything,
1: right? And you treat people like family. Yeah, here. we do. Um, even. I've not seen you hire someone yet from day one and like how you treat them, but like people who are kind of newer, you just, you, you go all the way to do things. So like it's when Austin says like, it's a family around here, it's a freaking family, man. Like you get invited to things, you go do stuff as a team, you put in the hard work to make sure there's that camaraderie and a lot of people don't leave. Like, yeah, you did maybe 200 W2s last year, but you also had, you know, one of your best years. Um, and a lot of that's just people not liking what they do and can't handle.
0: I'm moving on, this is a stepping yeah. stone. Some of these positions, it's definitely stepping stones. So yeah. I, don't, I don't take it as a negative. When you want to get an encampassing, that should be a stepping stone for you most yeah. of the time. Unless it, you're really good at it, it should be a stepping stone.
1: And I, I would say um, another good thing you do is like, even the, from when I was a customer, right? I remember I texted you or called you and said, hey man, the subcontractor that did the roof like there's just debris everywhere and that guy was out like the next day picking stuff up in our yard like if something's not done right you're going to make it right Yeah. so um you give opportunity to people in the business to whereas if they want to do something and they have an idea they you let them run with it mm-hmm. um sometimes that could be a fall cuz sometimes you don't know a price put on that sure but
0: I'll give an example of that the other day that it happened um we were in a house um elderly gentleman um wanted a roof wanted our roof uh needed to make it happen one of those deals and uh he didn't have the the cashola he just didn't have it um so he's like can i give you 10k it was like a thirty thousand dollar roof he's like can i give you 10k in this nova the chevy no 1970 nova ss yeah not in good nick yeah (laughs) not in great nick but i did a quick thing and i'm like man it could be you know 10 to 15 thousand bucks whatever and and I and I took it on, on Andre. This could be a win for me if I fix it up, put five ten thousand dollars in it, right. worth fifty thousand dollars. Right. I make money. It could be an absolute loss depending on you know how it goes. But yeah. I like that I try stuff to meet people where they're at um, and not be so cutthroat and be like, nah, it's this or the highway. I like to give people a chance to get my product a lot of cus A lot of other competitors they do credit pools on people before they go out, yep. and I think that it's an American product. And I think it gives all Americans a shot at fucking doing it. Yeah. I mean, our requirements for you to, for us to come out is you just have to have income. Yeah. Like it's fine. I don't care if it's $10 a week or whatever. Like, we'll just, you know, you must have some kind yeah. of income with social security, disability, something, you must have some kind of income and uh, credit checks are now. Cause we've had people before that have, you know, marginalized credit, uh, but it's to pay cash for the roof because they've, use their credit so heavily and they don't have any more credit to use. And I think that a lot of, they won't have that we'll, we'll hear stories of where the competitors won't come out right? and they pay us $30,000 in cash to yeah. go to the roofs. And I like that. We just take chances like that. And when you try to make stuff happen, I remember how the ice cream truck happened um, is where a guy just wanted to get rid of his camper. Basically it was a, you know, a shuttle bus and he just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. And uh, we built it into the cost and we bought it and, like a thousand bucks. I put six grand in it and now it's an ice cream truck and we're giving away free ice cream, you know, and it's been a cool thing.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing you do is you're not afraid to like adapt to what's needed in. Whereas other people in the industry might be like, Oh, I'm not going to go give away a car or, Oh, I'm not going to go post on social media. Oh, I'm not going to go give free stuff away for leads. Whereas you're like, Hey, I see people doing this in other industries. I'm going to go try it.
0: Yeah. Like, you must be working for somebody.
1: So for me like I'm learning digital marketing, right? Cuz I for my consulting company, I'm like, hey, I want to reach other people outside of Fort Wayne or you know, where I'm at. So I'm learning how to be present on social media more. This and will I, help. Yeah, this yeah. is this helps. But like that's how you reach people now. It's like you got to do stuff out of the yeah. out of the box. The the common so the, pay that, Google,
0: pay yeah. pay the internet services SEO stuff, that's going away. You still have to have a presence right. on all these things. But, I mean, it's so marginalized. 500 bucks a month is what I spend on those things. Like, it's nothing. To meet people at their door, meet them in their neighborhoods, meet them wherever they are, on whatever turf they decide to be on, that's where I'm going to be. So if it's TikTok, I'll be on TikTok. If it's going to be on Facebook, I'll be on Facebook. I don't care. You know, whatever whatever the medium, new medium is, that's what I'll be. Like, 10 years ago, it was Advisor and Angie's List. If you weren't on those things, then you weren't going to make any money. Right. And you know, since then it's become a lot more cutthroat in those industries. They get blown out, yeah. And so the people find new ways to do stuff. And so I like to follow those things. I remember being on the internet and seeing eighty-eight eighty or something like that. Some t-shirt company that were giving away Lamborghinis and stuff like that for yeah. nothing and sixty thousand dollars in cash. And I'm like, man, they're selling fucking t-shirts.
1: Do you do you remember the Diesel Bros? The yeah, Diesel Bros. Absolutely. So they, you know, their model right? They get people to sign up for those for those truck giveaways and there's so many people to sign up for it, and it pays for the truck build and stuff like right. that and then they give it away and it's free advertising and they have this forum and all this right. other stuff. So I do like that you're kind of breaking the industry standards of like an old, and I'm going to put you in like the GC stuff just because it's like, I hate to do that, but that's just kind of what we're in, right? And so, but you're, you're doing things outside of people Selling roofs to get leads to, to yeah. a, attract people, and when a salesperson comes in to the house, it's an hour or two. they they love the product they're selling. You talk to the salesman salespeople here, and they love the product. They love selling it. They can stand behind the product, and so you've done that really well. So I think the the only other negative is that you know, or what you could do better is just systems, and that's why we're systems, trying to build the final systems, systems, even systems from. How many coils should be should we be keeping, right? Even year-end stuff. So like right now, for example, like you have jobs that go into the next year. So we're trying to figure out a way to compare apples to apples comparison on a square cost from year to year with those job carryovers and things like that. Something that we haven't done in the past, but like it takes time to set up those systems to then by the end of this year, we should know, hey, here's stuff that's carrying over. Here's our expenses into this past year so we can do an analysis to see, Hey, do we need to raise prices? What can we do here? And stuff like that. So, I think having those systems in place from even just um, material on hand or um, should we hedge our fuel? What does that look like since you're paying after salespeople are here for a year? Like, you're paying that. So, like, yeah,
0: you don't think I've looked sh- into what it would oh, be to get a, a buried tank or pig yeah. or over here, like of diesel or of right. gasoline and right. fill up here? Like, I've definitely looked
1: into it. Like, yeah. I don't
0: know. Like, because I don't have the back data to prove that it would work Correct. or whatever. I just have the credit card bills of, yeah. of, of what it would and, be.
1: And now we're, you know, we're going to spend
0: like $180,000 in gas or something you told me.
1: Uh, fuel anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was just Last year out. was 400000
0: 400000 in fuel. Yeah, last year. In just fuel. But so a, it sounds cool selling $10 million of product, but I mean, half a million of that is
1: fuel. Yeah, but that's because you brought in roofing in-house too. Yeah. So you had diesel trucks to deal with. Three more box trucks. Right, and so there's there's, a lot of times there's like sometimes we can't even cut into that. But how? What do we need to do to hedge our risks with a variable fuel price if we're paying salespeople their gas for the whole year? Yeah. You know, that's something that we need to look at and understand and make sure and stuff like that because we never want a salesperson to leave because we're lowering commissions. We don't want to do that. No. We got to figure out other ways to to look at things. So that's why I'm coming in and looking at those costs. And I think like, like you said at the start, it's like, how far is too far? Are we, make, are we charging enough to the customer to make sure it's making up our fuel costs? Is our team going to a job three hours away four times a week because they forgot something? Like, what does that look like? Right. And so those are more efficiencies and systems we can put in place, but it's then, and then the people need to follow the system for it to go in and that's yeah and and i think that,
0: that, that like in a podcast in a month or two when we have some more of this stuff figured yeah. out it'd be super cool to come back on here and be like these are five things let's put it like five things yeah. like that we're going to come back in like two or three months um towards the end of the year and we go back in here these are five things that petterson found that yeah. you know could be a, a factor in either cost savings for the customer cost savings for us yep um all the way around you know um i think that's a huge i had a guy ask me today that was looking at the building uh dragon i think i mentioned him earlier but um he came and looked at some stuff because he's got he makes manufactured buildings and and he was like uh well how many metal dumpsters do you go through like how much th- are you throwing away i go uh i don't know we don't yeah. actually have one and i go, he goes are you just throwing it away throwing it away i'm like yeah i mean kind of i mean we don't have that much scrap i mean they go use the product we measure the houses pretty accurately and they don't have that much product but um he goes but you did all this around the top we we put panels on the top of the building to for insulation and stuff and to finish out the building and he's like what are you gonna do with the rest and i go i don't know probably um take it to one of those restores or something like that and get a tax credit for it um or i will scrap it or yeah. whatever which will be worth x and he goes can't believe that you don't have like a process in in place for all this stuff yep. and have a cost per month of like how much you're d-. i was like i have no idea Is it's, it's three coming three years of yeah. just holding on to like when customers cancel and i have 30 squares of material thousands of feet of metal that i don't use right they pay for it they pay a cancellation fee of you know anywhere between three and six thousand right. dollars so i mean it's paid for yep um but then could we be capitalizing on that at all right you know we can't cut it down always it's sometimes more labor intensive to go take panels that are 18 foot and make them all 14 foot or yep. 14 five or 14 one right um and make them look really nice so we just make more panels because the customer wants right and so like we should have a system in place for what happens to all the extra I mean, we probably have ten thousand feet of uh, probably a couple coils worth of panels that we'll never use what do we do with them right i don't know if that's a big bottom line number that will but if we're talking a couple thousand bucks, you know, every year, that could be, you know, a lot to yeah. go to the bottom line. Yeah, even like,
1: let's just take, for example, your line of credit, because we talked about that earlier, because you haven't paid that down since, like, you bought the first couple coils. So, like, back then, interest rate was like three and a half, four percent 4%. It's doubled, right? So this year, you paid, if you pay it all out for the year, you're going to pay, like, 10 to 12 grand in interest on coils that have been used 2017, yeah, it's like those have been used. So, like, revolving that line and paying that down can save you money on the interest rate. Like, if you did it today, you could probably save another 3,500 to four grand for the year on your interest. That's that's money saved, yeah.
0: It's not negligible at
1: all. And if you find a couple four to ten thousand, you know, you only got to find five of those a year, right? For 20 yeah. to 50 grand, 10 for 50 to 100
0: grand, yeah. And it's like, do we buy. Way more gutter coils at once because, like, I'm buying a pallet of them three, I think there are five of them on a pallet at once. It makes sense to buy 20 pallets at one time. We're going to go through them. It's white gutters for most of the stuff. Does that make sense? And having people to look, having someone to look over that kind of stuff is really useful to me because, like, we're just kind of hand to mouth in it. Like, we we really want to run lean. We really don't want to have a whole bunch of waste, you know, around here and, and things get damaged when they sit around the factory and stuff like that. But, like, what is the real can we put anything more to the bottom line? Can we make the yep. customers maybe more efficient? Right. You know, should we buy in hotel rooms for the things that are two and a half hours away? Should we get in hotel rooms for the roofing guys? Will that yep. make them, is that a break even on gas and two hours there, two hours back every day? Yep. You know, that kind of stuff. And you really can't do it. If you're not, if that's not your forte, there's nothing wrong with saying that. I, I have never bashfully been like, dude, you don't need to look at that. Cause I already have that under control. I, I know that I don't. I know that I haven't looked at those things, and I won't be able to look at them correctly because I didn't have you know the, uh, the training. and I didn't, I, I, have the I, love,
1: I love figuring out problems, and I love creating spreadsheets that show the data. So, like, for example, uh, my machine guy, he wanted to bring in a robot in-house, but we did an analysis on efficiency and how much it's going to cost him, and it doesn't make sense. So we, we did the math, and robots roughly are 80% efficient, your average worker, he said he could get roughly 50%, probably more like 40%. So you're picking up double efficiency on it, right? Um, and you don't have to pay the robot overtime. Right. When we got down to it, he was paying the robot like 10 to 11 bucks an hour, pretty cheap. And then we did a payback on it. Like, obviously, there's going to be some setup time getting used to everything, right? So, like, I think in the first year or two, he could have that robot paid off with just profits from running the robot nice. so like that's the stuff that i love doing and figuring out right again you've got a lot of going on here because you've got your own you've got the gutters you got the windows you got the roof the roofs you know that takes time to look at then you've got your personnel you can bring in house so like i think finding the biggest uh easier stuff like uh, i'm trying to think low hanging fruit is gonna be the easiest so we'll start with that and then we'll dig into the more of the system stuff so i'm excited to continue to work with you so no
0: i'm excited i'm glad you came on the podcast yeah i think it's been fun um sorry that we took so many breaks next That's time fine, i will plan better <laughs> okay. and we'll be more set up thank you for the amazing cigar um it lasted what you entire think time i thought it was smooth i thought it didn't have like crazy amount of flavor or anything like that um but i thought it was I mean, really smooth. It smoked. It breathed really well. It's probably due to your humidification and stuff that you had it perfect. Um, but I thought it was a lot of hay,
1: hayish type.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drier, but mellow, grassier notes. Would
1: you pay four hundred dollars for this? No, I would neither. No. I would neither. <laughs> absolutely not. No, like I want to be real with you. Like I, yeah. I just
0: wouldn't. It's a good cigar. I couldn't boast to my friends like, bro. No, I agree. Like, these are the best. Like, if you smoke a Bahiki and you smoke this, which what I would assume, like, you know, when you get into this caliber of things is what yeah. I always compare it to. I'm like, it's a different ball game.
1: I'd rather smoke a Bahiki, though. I'd rather smoke a Bahiki. So, um, I would agree with you. So, Noah, you'll have to ask. He, he didn't like it. He, he bought one off me. Well, he went in with me when I did the buy and stuff like that and stuff. I think he bought one like yeah, two just to try it. And he smoked it, like, right away. It was probably better. Maybe. Oh, see, usually, I don't know. There's I've a got,
0: certain time limit on cigars. I think though. I might have
1: two left. So maybe we'll have to, like, do another, like, in two or three years, we'll have to smoke them or something.
0: I don't know. Man. You might want to sell them at that way, You recoup the entire box. You <laughs> know? Yeah. I think that might be the way to go. I really That's haven't true. bought any really expensive cigars in a minute um, for a lot of different reasons. But um, one, I got 4,000 cigars from Noah. Yeah. So, like, going to be working through those for a minute (laughs) and then like as far as everyday smokes i mean i smoke four cigars a day or something like that so do you yeah yeah but they're the principies and stuff real small ones lightest gauge you know Mm -hmm. that's still a cigar you know and uh it helps in me i think it's part of my personality At certain points now like when i do an interview and things like that yeah you know i light one up and i get to know i get to relax and be in the moment with that person uh, I think that I get caught up in everything, putting out fires all day yeah. and, and handling business that it's hard for me. So when I center myself with the cigar, it's not meditation per se, but like I get focused on that person. Like, all right. Better said, tell me about why you want to work here, and yeah, why you yeah. think you'd be good. and yep. I'm in the zone. I'm not thinking about anything else than smoking the cigar and talking to you. Yep, And it, it it's helpful for me. Like, it's really helpful. And like, the other day, I found myself at 2 o'clock at home, which never happens, yep. you know, in the in the afternoon. Yeah. Right. And uh, I got on my computer. I started smoking a cigar in the barn. And I got so much stuff done because I'm just centered. I'm not here. There's not a bunch of, you know, stuff going on, yep. you know, in the factory. There's no people dropping stuff or making product or asking me questions every three seconds yep. or complaining. I'm like, I'm in my zone right now smoking a cigar nobody else is home I'm in it yeah and I really enjoy that part of cigars I am probably could get away with it you know not doing it but like it, it's so easy to do it yeah for me and I really enjoy it people ask me like aren't you worried about dying I'm like I'm not inhaling it so at some point I'm mitigating my effects <laughs> but you know. we're
1: gonna die of something someday right just that's, enjoy life while you're at that's it.
0: That's true. That's a good one. We could end on that one. Be like, just enjoy your life. I agree with that. I you mean, know? you're yeah. not going to be able to take anything with you. No. So like, let's 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 start there, mm-hmm. and then it's all your culmination of all the memories you've ever had. So I would be more apt to make memories smoking cigars with people that I care about and people that are interesting um, than uh being a homebody and just going to sleep at six o'clock every night and you know waking up doing your job and dying early i'd rather you know stay up late and have cool podcasts with cool people yeah um and get to know my employees better this has been a really cool thing to get to know the people that i work with even better i mean not jimmy and zach because obviously they're my best friends and stuff but even even like finding hidden talents but like uh Alan um one of my salespeople and stuff like we have a fairly new relationship where he's only worked for us like I think it's just three months was up a couple days ago and like just be able to get the nuanced perspective on his life I mean growing up and you know being the only black guy in fucking Idaho wherever he was and like going in being in uh Church of Latter-day Saints and being Mormon and you know and doing all that stuff and telling me the ins and outs of that and like where he comes from the solar industry and like the ins and outs of that business like I don't have time during the day to have those long, drawn out conversations all the time. But I can do this in a podcast in such an effective way where I'm sitting here and go, "Tell me for the next ten minutes, like what this new on the subject that you only know because it yeah. happened in your life stuff." And he could go on a tangent, and I'm like, "Bro, I would have never known that about <laughs> you," um, because like it's something that you know whenever you stay up late night drinking with your buddies and stuff like that there's only certain stuff that you talk about right and when you're alone with some guy, you don't really bring up like that kind of but a podcast brings out the best stuff because it's your stories like i went um last podcast i went on and on about when i worked at the recycling place in jacksonville that i loved yeah you know and i got really excited about it because that was my favorite job i've ever had you know and like that was something that if you talk to me for 20 times and we had long night. I still probably wouldn't bring it up, but a podcast brings <laughs> out something that is a cool story. And like yep. your father stuff. I mean, we've been friends for years now. I've, besides, I knew your dad died, but like, I don't really know what that meant to you or yeah. how close you were. You don't know what people mean to each other. Right. And common cover. I like that. I like that. The roofers want to be on here. The cameras want to be on here. The salespeople want to be on here and they give them a chance to shine. And hopefully someone at home yeah. finds some modium of uh, worth you know when they listen to this uh i'm not doing it to get famous or not doing it to get for notoriety or uh to even make money i just wanted to drive media we'll get snippets of this and use it for our stuff but like i'm getting a lot out of it because now my time with people aren't wasted or at least making some kind of content or something (laughs) like that when we stay late at the factory and, and, and talk yep so i think it's been great i'm glad that you liked. this is your first like you've done some podcasts and they've been great, but you do a lot of uh, on the computer webcam. Yeah, I, webcam. I,
1: I've never done an in-person podcast. Okay. So this, this has been the fun, first dude. It's uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I host a podcast show that where I interview uh, ordinary people who became, uh, who've become extraordinary traders Okay. and understand their story before trading and how they found trading and, and kind of how they made it in training and the lessons they learned along the way. So it's been really helpful and, for me, just to get to know people that had influenced me in trading, and uh, I've got some influencers uh, that I've recorded. I'm waiting to release those until okay. I get a little bit more content. But okay. I've got a couple episodes out there. But it's been fun. Um, it, creating content is hard, as well. So I don't think
0: so, but this could be the worst content of all times. Like well, I don't you've
1: got three cameras set up, good microphones, a nice lights and stuff. The normal person can't just go out and buy this. Yeah, everyone so. can
0: get this. It's very, you yeah. know, maybe not to this degree, right. but you can you can do this. But I yeah. don't even know if it's gonna be good content. Like I don't know. I think that the easy going pace and the stuff. If they're looking for something to get out of every single podcast, they probably won't get it. But if they like listening to me, they like where where it's going, they wanna stay up to beat on the business, they wanna meet the people behind the scenes and things yeah. like that. I think that might be good for them. I think this might be helpful for some customers in the future that that want to do business with me and be more uh, approachable like you know when you do i think the largest investment you're going to do on your home like you probably want to do some background somebody yep and i think this is a a fine way to get and people may not like me i mean people would be like (laughs) that dude's an idiot that's fine i think that's everyone has a perspective but it makes me way more approachable i think in the marketplace yeah you trust the devil you know more than the devil you don't And what i mean by Mm. that is like there's a lot of times where people will choose the thing that they know that's not doing them any good rather than taking a chance on something new that might also be bad. They'll just keep with it. So, like, you know, at least they know me, you know. They'll know who I am, what I'm about. I've had fucking 12, 13 people on now. All of them praise. I mean, it's not like they would come on here and be like, I hate working here or something like that. (laughs) But they, it's hard to fake that, that level. It's hard to fake. Yeah. Somebody would be like, ah, come on, man. Like, this is not real. This is a, this is a farce. I'm just here because I I don't want to get fined. One of those things. (laughs) I'm I'm just, I'm just here. (laughs) I'm just here. So I won't get fined. I'm just here. So, so Patterson, how are we doing? (laughs) I'm just here. So I won't get fined. You know, like it's one of those things. And I enjoy, I enjoy that part of having a, the first time a customer buys from us and they are like, I bought because your podcast, I'm going to be head over heels. Yeah. It's all going to be worth it. I agree with that. It's only worth it. And I put my photographer, videographer to work, my editor to work, all that kind of stuff. I'm bringing all that stuff in house. Yep. He gets to work from home. I love all that. That's great. I love all that. And I hope that we get sponsors. Um, we have a couple of apparel people looking at us. So if you want to get on board on apparel, um, we'll wear that shit during, uh, during the process uh, we'll put the roofing crews, the window crews, or whoever else you want to wear the apparel. We'll put that on there. I'm only looking for pretty much like a $1,000 an episode sponsor.
1: What about an ice cream truck sponsor? There's no more ice cream trucks.
0: Huh? You know that, right? What? We'll talk about it. So okay. there. It, we start an ice cream truck. Background story. You start an ice cream truck that gives away free ice cream. Yeah. We target the neighborhoods that we want to go hit, yeah. and we go being like a uh, a fresh... Um, introduction, a warm introduction. Before the canvassers get to that neighborhood and knock yeah. on your door, there's a chance that an ice cream truck went through your neighborhood, gave away free oh, ice yeah. cream to all the kids in yeah. the neighborhood, blah, 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 You don't want anyone
1: sponsoring. sponsor And this.
0: it's a cool giveaway. Like, it doesn't cost anything. I give them mm-hmm. information along with the ice cream cone, and we're good. Well, I didn't get super excited about it until um, like three weeks ago because – you live in Eden, Ohio or something? Yeah, Eden, Ohio. Place. When's the last time you heard an ice cream truck? Now, you live in the country, but when's the last time you heard an ice cream truck? It's been a while. When's it's not a thing
1: you... anymore, like you said? There's no more. Oh, my god! COVID
0: killed all the ice cream truck business. We might be, I don't know for a fact, we might be the only ice cream truck in existence in Indiana. Bef- besides, like nuanced stuff where you have like soft serve people that go to parties yeah. and things like that. There's no, as it is right now, standard ice cream truck with a kid in there, give, yeah. you know, selling ice cream. There's just, that doesn't exist. So I'm bringing back American nostalgia. That's um, right. I'm reaching customers that you would normally not reach and I'm doing it because it's fun. You know, it's a, it's a cool thing. No one else is doing, I might be the only person doing it, it's great and uh if it works I'll do 10 ice cream trucks next yeah. year it's not that expensive as far as like you know as marketing cost goes I yeah. I have competitors to spend a million dollars a year on the like news being like the NCAA madness stuff and like Super Bowl you know yeah. all that stuff costs a lot of money it does I can give away ice cream at <laughs> a dollar unit you know or a car well I mean a hundred thousand dollars hundred and eighty thousand dollars a unit but like the ice cream is a dollar a unit Mm-hmm. and i pay someone 20 bucks an hour to go give away ice cream and they give away media it cost me nine dollars in gas a day that's cheap yep during the five months of the year it's super hot in indiana i'm game i agree and i think it'd be a cool I, and again when someone buys from me because i gave away ice cream i'm gonna look like a genius i know i'm gonna so look it's like gonna a a happen genius. you know it's that. gonna happen i just gotta be patient for yeah. it i thought like the first day i go out i'm gonna get like Hundred leads nope. you know no it didn't happen like that but we did have a lot of people i'll just share this experience because is the first time i can talk about it on camera is the first day he went out um it was a guy who didn't make it in gutters super nice guy went on to do basketball coaching but it's only part-time yeah and so on the weekends he's free he goes on takes the ice cream truck out and gives away all this ice cream he'll find you know eight-year-old birthday parties where there's like 80 kids <laughs> And, dude, you don't think I'm the hottest thing oh, in that yeah. neighborhood? Yeah. When I pull up with free ice cream for 80 kids, yeah, I'm the, I'm the coolest person in the world. Heck, yeah. And I get really nice people following up on that on Instagram, Facebook, things like that, yeah. saying, I don't know what you guys are doing, but this was awesome. It yeah. made our whole days, blah, blah, blah. I'll live rent-free in those people's minds. Yep. Even if ice cream trucks come back, they're going to think it's me. I agree and i you can't put a price on that no and so i'm super excited about that we'll see if it works out
1: yeah i think it will
0: i don't think i lose on that one no the car i'm gonna lose the car i'm gonna lose we'll see the car i'm gonna lose right now unless it takes off the rest of the year i'll lose but it'll still be cool brand recognition it'll still be cool media wise um post people posting asphalt roof metal roof over and over again no one cares yep you know four gt Ice cream truck. Something different. Yep. I think it's cool. I like it. Well, I'll let you, you have a long drive home. That's all right. I'm going to, we're going to call it quits. Is there anything else you want to say to the people you want to plug your, you got a new website, you got anything (laughs) like that, you want to plug it?
1: Yeah. I would just say, um, if you're a small business and looking for some help, uh, with financial analysis, you don't, you don't want to do deal, deal the numbers. You want to work in sales. You want to make your own product, uh, Look me up. I'm willing to help. Uh, first call is pretty much free on me and go through your company and we'll see if we can do something for you. So, All
0: right. Eric Pedersen, Tyler Pedersen. It's been fun.
1: Thanks, Austin. Appreciate yeah, thanks. it. Thanks.